Get elevated music. Thank you very you, much, you, Warwick. You're going to just remap that song a bit. You want me to? You want me to do something new for season two? That song's giving me a soft on. I, really? I think we should go a little bit harder. We've got some big guests tonight. We certainly big do. Sambo Newman's in the house. Big Angry Dad. We've got we've got uh, we've got them fantastic. all in the house. Fantastic, gonna be fantastic. <laughs> I kicked seven on in the seconds and he bashed me. Really? Victoria Park and they threw cans at me, beer cans, bottles. Guess what? They're right. fucking full ones. <laughs> then I ride Victoria Park. Uh, welcome to season two of the T Wiz podcast. My name is Tony Marks, and as always, I'm joined by the man who was deemed too risky for commercial radio. I admire your honesty. Thanks for that, mate. <laughs> the man who used Chris Langford's head as a cup and saucer for his balls, or a kappa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a good, good analogy. Thank you very I much. I can't spell that. I went to school once when I came back to the hospital. Three cheers for Tony. Three cheers for me. We've got a very special show tonight. Not only a legend of the Australian rules football, but one of the greatest ever media personalities, the one and only Mr. Sam Newman is here. Yes, he's just stuck in the house and he's he's in um he's got a moon boot on. He's got a moon boot so on. So I had to put him in the in the lift. Did Even you really? I got one just for the story. I'd make it sound good. So he had to come down the the driveway. The elevator companies come all the way out to Baldwin North, do they? Yeah. yeah. At least, at least they've, they've written a song about our suburb. <laughs> Have they? That's Baldwin boring. Get out of the house. <laughs> Remember? Uh, I do. Also, later in the show, the one and only Angry Dad, Mark Orville, is yes, on the show. Yes, he's killing it on Facebook. A lot, a lot of followers. Has he? Remember? Fuck off, Dylan. <laughs> we love the pranks. <laughs> it's fucking Mitchell, isn't it? Yeah, Mitchell, too. Yeah, Same Mitchell, thing. He's got Mitchell. two sons. His fucking son got me once at the airport, I tell you. Really? He was taking a, um, a cricket tour. He hosts yeah. stuff like me. It's funny. And then he got me, put fucking toilet paper in my pants. <laughs> Four feet long, I didn't know for half an hour. Really? I'm walking down with a lovely bit of toilet paper in my pants and my ass. Oh, that's fucking good for your brand. <laughs> no one laughed. I laughed. It was, it was good. You got me nicely. Mate, did, uh, half an hour. did your old man have a bit of a bad temper like Angry Dad was? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Kicked, me, kicked me in the ass a few times. Did he? Uh, my old man was known for his temper. It makes uh, Angry Dad look like a Zen master. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He kicked me in the ass, but when I was about 16, I got a bit too tall. I stood up to him and said, one more Wally in a copper left hand. <laughs> Enough's enough, mate. Well, speaking of fathers returning for season two, but uh, taking an undeserving sick day today, without pay, it's our single worst production assistant in all of broadcasting, who was outed last season by his father as a chronic masturbator. Our very own Nicky D will make a comeback this I season. Know. He thinks he might have COVID. Does he? Very soft. He's done fuck all for the last 10 weeks and now he's having a night off. Yeah, I just think he I wants said, to stay in bed. And I said, don't spread your germs here, Nick. Stay home. Don't bring him here. Uh, so we've got uh, me and you. We're basically running the show on our own tonight. Not that he does fuck all anyway. Did you hear about the Sam Newman show last year? Did I share that with the viewers? You might have. Talk- yeah, we, did, we did one on the Gold Coast um, before COVID and we went, went to the left-hand side of the plane because we can. We can afford it. That means we've got money. Right, 10 minutes later, that hostess walks down. Oh, here we go. Right? She looks straight at the moon, Sam, right? He didn't change his face. He goes, which he can't because it's hard of the mind. And he goes, would you like headphones? And Sam looks straight back and says, how'd you name his surname was Phones? Oh, hold on. Boom, free drinks there for three is. hours. Wow, jeez, that's fucking champagne comedy right there. Did you get that a little bit? I, I, got that? I got it. Actually, got it the first five times you told it in season one. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. So, uh, Nikki D actually told me we might have a potential potential sponsor calling in tonight. I've actually got them on the phone right now. Adult.com? I'm not sure who it is, but let's Free just vibrators. let's just take the call. Uh, hello, this is the T Wiz podcast. Who, who have we it? got there? Oh yes, hello. It's uh, Carol Minogue here again. Carol Minogue. Ah, How are you, Carol? You fucking love calling the show. She breaks her ball, Sam. How are you? We love you, Warwick. We love you so much. Oh, my God. We've just been so excited. (laughs) Flattery is going to get you everywhere, young lady. 
Uh, Carol, so what's this sponsorship deal that we're potentially talking about? What, how, do, how is this going to work? You've got no money yet. What's happening? Well, we'd like to sponsor the show. Um, our daughter, Danny, has a clothing range. Danny Minogue has a clothing range. Yeah, okay. She's cashed up. Ex- yeah. Exclusive to Target store. You know wow. Target? Target, 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 yep. Well, it was actually when you visited the house and you tried on Kylie's gold shorts, we thought... Danny got inspired and she called her clothing range Petite. Oh, ah, she has got big tits. Yep, big pump up. Yep, <laughs> Petite. Okay. Ah, very good. Yeah, keep and going, Carol. Petite. We'd like to, we would love to see you in your size four slashes, Warwick. They're size, like Carol. It. Carol, okay. they're size three. Okay. Oh, size three. Size three, hmm. yeah. I better get on those... Um, Weight slimming shakes a bit longer, and I'll be right. <laughs> right mate, but da- da- <laughs> Danny's Danny's been a little bit off colour lately. Last week, we actually took Danny to the Melbourne Cup. Oh, uh, it, oh, it was a fucking disaster. <laughs> was it? Danny's had that much plastic surgery when she cries, the tears run down her back. <laughs> Boom! There we go. Make sure you don't mention that. <laughs> we took her to the Melbourne Cup. We took her to the Melbourne Cup. We were lucky. Ronald and I and Danny went to the Melbourne Cup, but. As soon as Danny saw Delta, we had to leave immediately because she was wearing the same gown as oh, Delta no. Goodrum. Oh, no. So uh, we had to leave. But to soften the blow, we stopped off on the way home at Hungry Jack, like, like we do. On Freedom Friday, um, you stopped there as well. They're getting a real hungry, surf. Hungry Flaps. Fantastic. Hey, Mrs. M, um, did you, Mrs. M, did you hear about the, um, the one-eyed javelin thrower in the Olympic Games last year? Fucking hell. One, the one-eyed javelin thrower? <laughs> He didn't win. Any, he didn't no. win. Well, he didn't win any medals, but he kept the fucking crowd on their toes. Caps goes boom. <laughs> oh, so Carol, you know that we've got uh, the legendary Sam Newman on the show tonight. Oh, we love oh, no. Sam. Sam, we love his lamb. His lamb at television commercials. No, we no, no, no. That's, that's we love that's the wrong Sam. Sam. Wrong Sam. That's the wrong Sam. No, wrong Sam. Don't try oh. and be funny, mate. Yeah, no, Sam Newman. Sam Newman. Yeah. Oh. Remember Kikovic, old chompers? It's not him. The other one. He's, my, bit, he's a bit looking. My, my hubby Ronald, he lo- he's got the Sam Newman album. I do my best work after midnight. <laughs> shit, LP. shit. When he's feeling a little frisky, he puts, he puts the LP on the old record player. But unfortunately, he falls asleep during the Little River Band song. The and, remini- uh, we never that's get- reminiscing, isn't it? Yeah. Ra- ramming this in, yes. Hey, <laughs> we yeah. never get to we never get the side two. Put it that way. Oh, uh, we've also got Angry Dad on the show tonight, Carol. How do you like that? Well, uh, how good's that? Our, yeah, fuck off, well, Dylan. Well, our, our son Brendan was trying to emulate Dylan, uh, and he sprayed some uh, what's called liquid ass in the in the car in, in the Bentley. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> listen, where do you buy those cans? Ronald has never gotten over it, and we can't sell the the Bentley. We can't get rid of it. We just can't sell the car, unfortunately, because of liquid ass. <laughs> so we're going to blame Angry Dad for that one. But oh, um, God. no, no. Go hey, what, okay, look, that's great. Okay, Carol, we're gonna we're gonna let you go there. I think uh, hey, can, hey, we'll uh, give you a call during business hours and talk about this endorsement deal, whatever you've got going on for us. Have got something? Thanks, Carol. Thanks yet. for calling in, Carol. Hey, yeah. uh, Warwick. Before we uh, before we move on the show, we've we've got uh, your favourite segment. Yes. Do you know what it's called? Fuck off! Happy birthday, cunt. <laughs> That's right. All right. <laughs> well, who we got, who we got first up? Don't get upset, Sam. Okay, first up, nominated by his lovely wife, Sherry. Adrian Dodson turned 
50 recently. Adrian Dodson. Okay, let's give him the big pump up. Yep, yep. Happy birthday, Cunty. Happy birthday, Wizard Cunty. and Tony. Your beauty. Next one. We, we. Have we got another one? Yep. We, we do have another one on here somewhere. Jeez, you, uh, you skipped over a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got there, Warwick? <laughs> this next guy is an Australian music legend. Oh. Is it number one like Warren Kepper? He will have an appearance on the show shortly in a few weeks. Really? It's a brilliant Nikki Barker. Okay, I think we get everyone in the room to do one for Nikki Barker. You ready? Happy, Happy birthday, Cantini! We'll be right back. We'll be with right back. Sam guys. Newman. No, you're ready. Don't go away. Stick around. Uh, we're back with. Okay, Wizard Kepper back here with the beautiful fossil. And the beautiful Tony. Fucking hell, you're going to be grill. You're talking into the mic tonight, mate. Is right? I know. That's, we've got a big, big guest tonight, big angry dad and Sam. is going to get the ratings up. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, uh, it's great to have him here. Thanks for coming along, mate. With your broken foot, great effort. Put the cans on, Sam. Don't be shy. That's the boy. Put the cans on, mate. Tell him how good you are. So uh, anyway, let's introduce right. him. The uh, first 300-game player for Geelong, kicked 110 goals. The Geelong captain, 1974-75, team of the century, All-Australian, 2002 AFL Hall of Fame. How good's that? Legend of media and broadcasting. I've been looking forward to this. He told me that you were mates, and I was like, fucking prove it to me. It's about time I had me. Thank you very much we, for coming it's a, it's in, It's about Sam. time we had our, my equal here. Fantastic. <laughs> Two superstars in the room. Fantastic. Just uh, couldn't, be, uh, couldn't be happier. To um, have you in the house today, Sam. Right, thanks mate. for coming. Thanks for coming, driving into the. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much. Uh, just a procedural matter. Yep. I've been told to put the headphones on. Uh, that uh, that I kicked the bottom out of the bassinet when I first heard that joke about the headphones. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was big in eighties. Yeah, eighties. Christ, that's nineteen forty-five. What a jackass! You don't need to wear them. What do I need the headphones on for? Yeah, you uh, you're there. Yeah, you're yeah. two meters away, and you're you there. You're a, you don't really have to. Yeah. It does get you hot. Gives your ears a bit hot, don't you? Yeah. Got well, a point. What, what have you got them on for? It's good know. for Warwick to know what he sounds like because he's really? got a habit of talking I away. Him, I can tell him what he sounds like. <laughs> Smooth and precise, Sammy. Flutter air gets you everywhere. I'm taking my too, but. Oh, there you go. Right, well, Sam. Well, no, I'm happy to have them on, but if there's a reason. No, there's, there's, uh, there's no reason. Okay, well, no all reason. right, we've covered that then. We, we certainly have. Well, great to be here. Um, uh, it's great for you to be here. <laughs> yeah, very okay. nice for you to meet me. Enough no, about me, okay. Sam. Let's talk about you. All what right. do you think of me tonight? Um, a bit. Uh, what? What do you think of me, really? Well, you're a uh, probably the most diverse and lateral and obscure person I've ever met. You are. Um, <laughs> there's a scale. I know. If you, I've, I've done this on. There's a scale. There's um, there's there, there's an imbecile, a moron, and an idiot. Right. And, and, and I'm on that category, am I? Surely. No, I'm just telling you. Otherwise, you might be evicted. Right. An idiot has an IQ between one and twenty. This is fair. This is yeah. this is clinical stuff. You're a bit of a philosopher. Oh, right. see if I can teach you something. <laughs> yeah. uh, an idiot has an IQ between one and twenty-five. Um, a moron has an IQ between twenty-six and fifty. Right. And an imbecile has an IQ between fifty-one and seventy. Right. Um, you might not be in any of those categories. You could. I might start a fourth category. You might be a buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that uh, with the greatest salt. Thanks, Sambia. Thanks for that like, introduction. What's the uh, What's the credit score on the buffoon, mate? How does that rate? A buffoon is just a general term for people who are fuckwits. <laughs> yep, that's exactly how Sam and Sam mm. is. And me tonight. But not. I can. I say that with all the. 
sounds like uh, it's a. Uh, it's sounds a like I'm slagging him, but I'm not. Just I can say it with a great uh, deal of respect. I've uh, had him out on my boat, and him and Ricky, Ricky Nixon. How's Ricky going in the in the immediate? Uh, he's, in, he's, in more, he's in more trouble than the early settlers. Don't anyhow. you go and get a memorabilia ball off, off uh, Ricky, especially a Melbourne one. Oh, no, really? Anyhow, going very cheap at the moment. They're fantastic. Uh, we love Ricky. He's good. Yeah, no, he's good. I've had him out on the boat and you, and um, it's an interesting trip with you fantastic. and um, uh, Brian Mannix. We've had the, uh, a lot of people out on the boat. Um, it's an interesting thing, not being allowed to drink or do anything else on the boat because you're driving it. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting experience when you pull out from the berth that I'm in. Uh, it's up the river. It takes uh, three quarters of an hour to get out of the river into the bay. Yeah, right. And by the time you get into the bay, they're completely fucking pissed and legless. <laughs> they are. And they? I yeah. think to myself while I'm driving, and I said, I've got another six hours of this, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make sure no one yeah. drowns or gets yeah. murdered. Remember or... last time you just played his shoulder? Yes. You wanted to come out? Yep. Fucked uh, it up again, Ricky. Yeah, that's right. More drama, jumps in. By the time you get to the end of the river, you're, you're, you're faking a yeah. fucking... Some injury to the boat. Sorry, no, guys, we no. have to turn it around. He jumped, he jumped in half cart, tried to pull his shoulder with a bladder, put, put his shoulder out, so I had a crack to try and mm. get it in. He. Ricky did. Screaming mm. like a bitch. Fucking ruin the party forever. Sam goes, we have to go via Sandringham now, get the ambulance. Uh, I tell you what got my attention. This is, you can vouch for this. Uh, his uh, girlfriend, uh, his partner, uh, m- beautiful m- Melissa. Melissa, she ne- she couldn't swim. She's never been in a swimming pool ever and ne- can't swim. So uh, Ricky thought, we'll oh, no. put a life jacket on her. And oh, he, no. he said, um, he said, come here, Mel. Mel was pissed too. Uh, oh. so he said, come here. She, I hope she's not listening to this. And uh, Ricky <laughs> said, put this on. She said, it's a hot day. Why don't you have a swim? She said, I can't swim. And he just threw her into the bay. Oh, threw her into God. the bay. And I'm, I'm driving the boat and I went, oh, man, Jesus, <laughs> H. Really Christ, oh, Nicky. No. Oh, Ricky. <laughs> I said, mate, well, did we panic? Uh, we had... Uh, there was me and there was, I think there was only one other person that was sober on the boat. He, he dived into the boat and rescued her and uh, <laughs> yeah. dragged her back in and uh, we never heard boo from her for another hour. Like, 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 she like didn't like know she, what had hit her. Like she had big flotation devices built in. Helper. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pump up kids. Yeah. Yeah. a little bit. She, did, did you, remember? Has she got those? Yeah. I had a look. I got in the water with you last time. Remember it was fucking 90 foot deep and I was freezing. It doesn't matter. It might have over your head, mate. It doesn't matter how deep it is. You hang on the rope end up in fucking Tasmania. How's it, how's it pull out there? Has the, a drift out in the, out in the Yeah, the, the, the oh, current, current. Current, it's called. Remember the, uh, those um, those stinging shit things are there. It's fucking millions. What do they call those things? Jellyfish. Jellyfish is fucking Yeah, <laughs> simple thing to remember, jellyfish. <laughs> those stinging things. <laughs> Nettles. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Oh, fucking hell. That was nice. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go again. That'd be good. Yeah, no, I'll just make sure. Yeah, yeah I'd be... Uh, but no, Ricky, yeah. nah, he's yeah. sacked. No, 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 he's entertaining. He's, uh, uh, that was no, entertaining he's, when he he's, he's threw his girlfriend into the uh, bay yeah. and she'd never never been swimming. That was entertaining. Dolphin, yeah, that water can be pretty cold too. That water can be pretty cold too. Yeah, well, it can tone, but this yep. is a this is a beautiful summer's day. We don't yep. go out unless it's uh, tickety boo, mate. We're yeah, not, right. Yep. We're not uh, warriors. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. When it was forty two degrees, I was sweating like a gypsy with a mortgage <laughs> in Melbourne. Big James came in. It went from 42 to 18. Yeah, uh, right. In 10 minutes. Like, uh, I can only in Melbourne. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. So, Sam, knowing, yes, knowing that you were, you were coming on the show, I, I, I spent the last couple of weeks, you know, doing a little extra research. I've always been a, hey, a, a, a massive fan of yours uh, for a number of reasons. I, I always mm. felt that uh, 
that yes. you're a person who always stood staunch for people that were getting smashed by the media. Correct. Uh, and uh, I always thought that was a really uh, honourable characteristic. Just, I'm not going to mention specifics, but there are things that, that come to mind for me that I just remember even watching at the time on the footy show, just thinking, fucking, this guy is rock solid. He's the kind of mate you want. You stand up for and, what you uh, believe in, which is good. It's a good trait. And there's a lot of a lot of people in the um, media that uh, it's all it all seems to be sort of gotcha media. And, it's all um, orchestrated. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's I find it pretty hard to watch. And so I, I wanted to learn a little bit more about you. And uh, obviously, one of the things that came up is you know how you suffered that a serious injury during the first semi against the Pies in 1967. And um, lost the and lost the you know, I've heard I've heard you tell the story how yeah. mm-hmm. your dad had come into the rooms. They had you lying on the gurney, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the bench. Was yeah. that when you lost yep. the kidney that game, or was that? And, yeah, that and, was and, it. Yep. and he he said, "Mate, we got to get you That's out of here." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just hearing you tell that story was fantastic. But something that um, other aspects of uh, of your character that had sort of come up in my my research. One of the things was that um, when you played your last game. Yep. Where you kick five goals, you kick four goals in the last quarter, um, in a thirty-seven point win, and the coach uh, Bill Goggin, yes, uh, praised Sam, saying that he's such an inspiration to all the players. That's how you finished your AFL career, um, and I just thought, you know, to Good be a game. to Could be a uh, person that that ends their career where you'd obviously had major major physical injuries over your journey. Yep. But to end your career on that kind of note, it's almost something that most players would wish for. Well, um, injuries are just what uh, makes you either play 400 games or 450 games. I played 300 games. Yep. Uh, played actually 303 games uh, and um, missed 100 games through injury, missed five years of football through injury. I played for exactly the same amount of time as Kevin Bartlett and played exactly 100 games less. So... Yep. Uh, Ah. Uh, I know we can all uh, uh, say that we've um, suffered some injuries, but you can name an injury and I've had it, and that's yep. just the legacy of playing football. Yep. Um, so um, wouldn't have it any other way. I uh, had been belted, and I've belted people, and I've been suspended, and I've been injured, and I've been ill, and uh, yep. uh, it's a thing I love doing. I love the competitiveness of it. Yep. I uh, didn't actually, um, I learnt this from uh, my great friend and mentor, um, an Indigenous man, believe it or not, called Graham Polly Farmer. And he uh, was the best player I ever saw or played against. I played against him in a couple of state games when he went back to Western Australia to play for Western Australia. He was the Indigenous Ruckman. And he was People just, uh, he was um, um, an epic man uh, on the field and off it. And uh, I learnt from him that. Uh, don't worry about how the side goes. You just do your job. Don't worry about anyone else's job. Uh, you just do what you're meant to do and let the coach and the selectors and the team marshals w- worry about how the side's going yep. as long as you do your job. So don't worry about anyone else's job at all. Just do your job. Yep. And uh, I always set myself to play. I was playing in the in the ruck. I was what's called a number one ruckman. And... Uh, Therefore, you play against the number one ruckman from the opposition, and um, I only just set myself to beat that band on the day because in those days, you actually played on those people throughout all the game. You didn't. You didn't change. You didn't. Didn't go off for a rest. And uh, and when your opponent generally went off the ball, the coach would take you off the ball. So yep. um, and then when he 
bring the opposition coach, you bring the opposition ruckman back on, you'd go back on the ball. So it was quite a game of chess in those days. Uh, yep. People think it was he just turned up and played, but it was in the end, I started in 1963. And when I finished in 1980, it was um, quite a sophisticated game on and off the field in the, the mid-70s on. And uh, so... Uh, people think yeah. you just turned up and uh, easy, yeah. got in your car and drove down there, but uh, we were required to do be at the club six mm. six out of the seven days of the week uh, yep. for one reason or another, getting treated for injuries or remedial work or specialist training, even in those days. So and a very tough era too. Yeah, it was a tough Sam, era, a very snide, tough, brutal, tough, tough. very snide, tough, brutal era era, which is. Good that that's actually been cut out of it, but yeah, in game, my opinion, it's just gone far too far. They've thrown the baby out with the bath bathwater. Yep. It's actually, yeah. it's it's almost it's all. I say this. I'm not. I love yeah. people who love the game it's and that, but it's now. almost cringeworthy to watch yep. some of the incidents that get pinged for either uh, have to go to the match review panel, yeah. or, uh, or just get kick. reported or free kicked or 50 meters. It's it, yeah, it is. Are uh, they just? Completely, and this is only my opinion. Completely destroying what this game yeah. was about. Yeah. But, chop, uh, but I'm, I'm very, very glad they. You can't chop your arms. You can't touch your head. Ab, and, uh, and I'm all end. for uh, not uh, belting people and just, yeah. not elbowing and kicking and all that. Uh, that's fine. That's uh, that's a given. But mm. when you take when you go to the nth degree because of this um, very precious world we live in, uh, this woke world, this. Yep. Uh, um, litigious world that we live in. Um, uh, uh, we, uh, our game has lost. I, I think our game has lost it's, its soul. But I, yeah. I, it's fantastic that people love it. If you're under 50 years of age uh, and you follow football, you know it to be played in no other way. So yeah. people love it and good on them. But um, yeah. it's, it, I, I, I don't enjoy it's it. For, it's a lot yep. for error, but it's just gone a bit too far, isn't it? With the free kicks. It is. Uh, well, yeah. well, I believe. Imagine Sylvani playing today. Sauce. Imagine the free kicks. He's a, he's a human blanket. Uh, now it's anyhow, top, that's top, top the arms. Now it's free kick. Can't touch him. Yeah, that's the way it goes, mate. That's yep. the game. It's changed. After you, you finish your playing career, you you worked for a period of time as a specialist rock coach. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, and uh, you know, since your retirement, who would you say are the better ruckmen that have carried on the tradition? Playing or playing that have that have played uh, since since you've retired. Who do well, you think top three? Uh, um, well. So I played against um, John Nichols and Graham Farmer and uh, Graham Moss and Barry Round and uh, yep. Gary Dempsey and all those people, and then uh, they they drifted out of the game, and then people came in like Simon Madden, who was yep. just an he was, abs- great, wasn't he? he was an absolute star, Simon yep. Madden. Uh, if anyone was ever going to be made a legend of the game, not a Hall of Famer, just yep. uh, Simon Madden was uh, extraordinary. He kicked. A hell of a lot of goals. I'm not sure how many goals. I think, I think about 700. Kicked, isn't it? I, I was going to say 600, maybe not that yeah. many. I could easily look that up in a minute. Yep. Uh, but he was yeah. an uh, ex, uh, abs, His uh, ruck work was uncanny. He technically he was technically he was fantastic. So people like that, and then. Uh, uh, people you'd probably uh, a bloke called Damien Burke. He used to play for Geelong. Was a uh, you've no one probably ever heard of Damien. I played against him. Yep, he, he was a, as tough. He was tough and very. Yeah. See, I'm into the uh, people. I'm into the people who are technically good, uh, not people who get to stand back thirty meters and run in and try and belt the shit out of the ball. I think he was in half back, Sam, wasn't he? Pardon? In half back. Who was? Damien Burke wasn't he? No, he was a ruckman. And ruckman, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a ruckman. Um, he's good. But um, it's lost its. Um, 
So, uh, I'll just tell you something. Not many people know this. I've told a few people this. So, you might remember that people used to get back uh, 20 and 30 metres and run in and and they had a hell of a lot of knee injuries because uh, people were running at one another and... So Adrian Anderson, when he was um, uh, when he was uh, at the up. AFL, he rang me up and he said, "We're trying to. Do you have any suggestions on? Um, I'm told many people, have you got any suggestions as how we could overcome uh, Injury. knee injuries?" I said, well, "I'll tell you what you should do. You should put a, a um, you should put a line across the um, circle so that." Um, um, and you should put an, a bigger circle outside the main circle. So you have to start inside the, stir, the bigger circle. Okay, yep. And uh, so you can't get too much. All you your energy, the is, all your energy yep. should be directed to jumping up for the ball and not through the air at your yep. opponent. Yep. And the line, stops, uh, the line stops you from going around and standing next to your opponent so that he can't uh, jump for the ball yep. on his merits. Oh, yeah. yep. So you've got 180 degrees of a circle and you've got a limited run-up and uh, th- that was instituted in the game as a result of a conversation I had with Adrian Anderson. Really? Yeah. Good idea, yeah. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, less, uh, uh, less injuries, less impact. Uh, exactly. Because, because all your energy was directed at jumping so, yeah. up for the ball. Yep. And if you have a look at that today, very few people get yep. knee injuries in ruck contests in centre bounces. Yeah, well, it makes perfect sense to take that momentum and, and shift it in the direction it needs to go. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Tony. Yeah. Um, Okay, so that is something good. that I was that I was really curious of is that uh, in terms of the role of rucking, you've just you've just explained how a change that was made around the centre circle has yes. changed the craft of, of being a ruckman. But how other than that do you feel that the um, the role of a ruckman has evolved over the years? Well, it's the the specialist art of playing in the ruck is. Um, is still very so you must remember this if 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 a side kicks 15 goals in a game and the other side kicks 20 goals i don't know if that's 35 goals and that's 35 times the ball's bounced in the center yeah and once before the start of each quarter yep that's just in the center so that's 39 times the ball's bounced in the center yep. if you have a winning ruck and it's not a precise art, but if you have a winning ruck, it's got to be a hell of an advantage. And don't forget, there's only three people allowed in the square on the ground. The other person's jumping for the ball. That's the ruckman. Yep. So there's only... In the middle, yeah. If you can work a plan out where you hit the ball, not far, but precisely to a predetermined spot that your teammate knows about, but the opposition don't, if you can have a 70-30 clearance rate out of the centre, that is a hell of an advantage. Game changer. And, and you will find that um, the good ruckmen are finally getting onto this. I, went, I, I was ruck coach at five different clubs yep. because I, I knew what I was talking about as far as uh, I, I never told people how to play. I just suggested that this would yep. be a good idea, wouldn't it, <laughs> to hit the ball to a predetermined spot. And yep. if you have a look at a centre bounce, you'll find the gaps in a centre bounce. That's where the three people are not predominantly predominantly the, the opposition man up on the defensive side and the other mobile pop on their defensive side. And the gaps are always behind the umpire because no one ever stands behind the umpire when he comes in to bounce it or opposite him. Mm. Yep. And um, 
the people who have worked that out, maybe as a result of um, just, I don't know, maybe as a result of, a pe- of people who have coaching uh, over the years, um, you will find that uh, they, they're the people that are successful. Uh, as for around the ground, when you have to nominate who's going to hit the ball, what is that, so what is that uh, nonsense what about rule. having to nominate who's going to jump for the ball? Rule. That is extraordinary. They're just those... The, the rules just—they they they just—they just continue to bamboozle you. Why would you be? Why do you have to keep both feet on on the ground on a when you're standing on someone's mark? You're not allowed to jump up, or uh, it's extraordinary. Uh, wh- who thinks of these rules and why? Yeah, yeah they can't it's, move. It's hard to, hard to say. You can't it? move. It's it's it's, 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 it's anyhow. Try to get more goals. So I'm a very uh, keen student of uh, ruck work, but I uh, actually don't watch the games too much. So. Um, I, I couldn't tell you who's okay. great at the ruck at the minute. Okay, yep. Um, huh. as, as was being discussed a little earlier before we started recording, you had um, a very open um, communication with your prostate health. And, um, yes. And Mark, who's coming up later in the show, has got his own story about, about that. that, that yep. we were, yeah. There was a bit of a conversation going. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd spoken to Mark earlier in the week and just said that, you know, I think that the fact that both of you have that in common, it'd be great just to talk about that yeah. and really try and bring it, men's talk, health, into, into... Talk about d- how our sex life's going. <laughs> yeah. i tell you what... I've uh, got some blue tablets for that, mate. Uh, that's it. That, <laughs> that, that, that is the, uh, the, uh, the libido. Is, uh, that is the end of the, book, the shooting match, the, uh, the libido. If El McPherson walked in here now get wearing a couple of Band-Aids and a cork... You she wouldn't even register on the Richter scale down there. You wouldn't even get blood. Uh, it wouldn't. Uh, I. You'd have to belt it with a hammer. It's only a thing, isn't it? That's actually what Warwick does. <laughs> yeah, does he belt it with a hammer? It yeah. Does well, it with um, I've. Uh, <laughs> so nice um, nice anyhow, it's either so. so the so that's the way it goes, uh, mate, doesn't it? Yeah, that is the way it goes. But um, uh, that's all right. I'd given it, a, as they say, in the, I'd given it a fair run uh, up until it, so it, I didn't you miss it. You're a, like, a bit like Warwick Happy. You've had more pussy in the pet shop. Don't worry about it. Didn't, no, I didn't miss it that much, but... Uh, um, probably yeah, simpl- no, probably it, simplify life a bit, to be honest. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. Kept yeah. you out of a lot of trouble. Uh, you, yep. you were, that's right. You're like a, in the end, you're like a dog that chases a car. When you caught the car, you didn't know what to do with it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyhow, that was, uh, yeah... At least yep. we've got two things in common, Sam. We're both superstars. We've both been run over by the ex-missus. So don't worry about it, mate. Shit happens. E- e- you've been run over? Yeah, I just got out of the way in time at Dreamworld. Oh, no, I, d- I didn't step back in time. <laughs> no, you, I, got, you got run over. You got I got up. backed yeah. over, yeah. Davis copped it too. So, you know, three things in common. Three of us. And the white footy boots. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's yeah. right. Uh, but oh, pink, yep. Sam, you were doing it well before the whiz, though, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll tell you why I wore f- white footy boots. Because... Um, when we started training one uh, mid-70s, uh, I used to wear Adidas boots and Dick Wicks. I don't know if you remember Dick, Dick Wicks. Wicks. He used yeah. to run Adidas after yeah. Teddy Whitten. Right. Uh, and um, I uh, knew Dick and he, he, I said, I need some training boots because we started training in the summer. And he said, well, we only have white leather for the cricket boots that we're making. He said, but I'll make you up a pair of white boots, uh, in, if you don't mind, in the uh, footy boots in the white. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I said, yeah, that's good, fine. So um, I, I wore them and uh, I had that much reaction to them because it was unheard of to yep. wear anything else but black boots. And, uh, and um, so uh, in the end they paid me to wear them. So I said, oh, I'll stick wearing them. So yeah, geez, that's, how that, that's how that happened. That's unreal, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So you've got a podcast, You Cannot Be Serious, mm-hmm. with uh, 
with Don Scott. Yes. Is that what's going on right here? That's a fantastic show. Uh, well, You've got great guests. I've got your ratings up for you. You did? Yeah, no, we, this is this is probably why I'm here. Mike Shane's, you know, pissed, off. Mike Shane's pissed off. Quid pro quo, Warwick. How could I say no when you <laughs> came on our correct. show? I went all the way to Port That's Melbourne. what we do. And I've driven all the way. Where in the fuck are we? <laughs> I know. Uh, how far did I come <laughs> out here tonight in the, in the peak hour traffic? Oh, you know, I'm not racist, but there's a lot of Chinese, it's a lot of Chinese here. It's mm-hmm. okay. It puts the, it puts the that, house up. You're not being racist, though. Not at all. No. That no. sounds remarkably like I racist. Just being one, racist. I just hope one buys it in the next year because they can pay another 25% neighbours. Your beauty. So it's a little further out from town than you're used to coming, Sam. It's only yeah. half an hour, mate. Yeah. Stop whinging. No, you, you see, you, 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 you offered that uh, explanation when I walked in here. You said it's only half an hour. 35 well, minutes. Oh, it's a 35 now. Well, well, it was an hour to get car, here. What car did you get? Is something decent? You're driving to Well, something, a car that does the speed limit. It, 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 if you can call the speed limit in the peak hour traffic more than uh, 35 or 40 oh, k. Okay. bit like on the boat when I was waiting for my mate. And you said, <laughs> can you give me the right time? Or just bullshit what about remember that? Remember that? Oh, can, can you tell was, me why we... Remember that? It was funny. If it said 30 minutes, can you tell yeah. Can you make it 30, not bullshit? Would you like to say why we were, who we were waiting for and why? No, that's all right. No, you wouldn't like to say that. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. no. All right, no. Well, let's be polite to our guests, Sam. Thank no. you for making the trip yeah, out. No, no, I'm yeah, yeah. no, that's but, all right. But I, I imagine Baldwin, doing a lot. Baldwin North is a little further out of town than you're used to travelling. No, thanks for telling everyone. I'll get rock and rub tomorrow. <laughs> thanks for that, Tony, you freak. Take your mask off. Yeah, yeah no. Not wearing one. It's a long way out. What, oh, I haven't <laughs> been out this side of town for a while. That's no, good. What, what predominantly do you do out here? Um, you sort of hide. You What's blend, that? You try and blend in with the Chinese, and yet it's a nice, quiet, dry area. <laughs> and so I've got 10% Chinese in me, so I blend in beautifully. Yeah. Um, I had the sunrise truck here once, and everyone thought I was fucking robbed. I said, yeah, that's media, people. That's actually media. That's, that's not the police, yeah, mate. The sunrise have actually been yeah, in good the area. cave. Nice parks here, and <laughs> <laughs> nice gyms here, mate, and... Yeah, really I'm, I'm not touching any of this stuff. Certainly about your neighbours. What? No drug dealers here. So I'm no like, drug dealers. I'm Port Melbourne, so it's a lot better down there, mate. Very clean people up here. So, yeah. Sam, we, we I have don't a- take drugs. I don't, I've never taken drugs, I really. Uh, cocaine. I wouldn't take. Co- I like the smell of it, but yeah, I don't. No. Um, yeah. That's I, what I said last week. Did you? <laughs> yeah, it smelled nice. <laughs> but I'm uh, not not into it really. Yep. Good on you, mate. No, no, neither is Warwick or I. Um, the, Luck- uh, luckily. luckily. We, should ask, we should ask Sam about his favourite so, um, segment on the footy show, which is called Kappa's Well Hung Meats. Yeah. <laughs> one of his favourite um, segments. Really? Yeah. Rated well, you told me that was one of my favourite Rated highly. Well, you, sit, you sit on the show four weeks later. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. then Mark the Butcher, he was actually that excited. He pole vaulted to the toilet with the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, we changed the name to Kappa's Well Hung Meats. Well, shit, oh, it's funny. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I, um, I notice on your show, you, you having problems with your production people as well. We've got a we've got a production guy that doesn't even turn up. Yes, yeah. no, we have a um, we we've had. Um, well, I had. Uh, Mike uh, Sheen had words with um. Uh, no, Mike, 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 Mike vacated vacated the podcast after now. Now, see, we had a Scott, very didn't? sensible discussion. A very sensible discussion. Happy to say this uh, about why Nicky Winmar lifted his jumper up yep. at. Victoria right. Park 30 years ago. Yep. And um, right. Don Scott said, and Mike Sheehan said they were at the game. I wasn't at the game. Yep. And they said their understanding was that he lifted it up as a result of um, uh, pointing to his stomach and saying that he wasn't overweight because he'd been in the press saying he was unfit. Yep. yep. And um, he said, Nicky said that it was um, 
uh, he's pointing to his skin colour. And we said, uh, if that's what Nicky says, um, that's that's what it was. We yep. actually said, oh, I didn't yep. say anything because I, I just asked the question. Well, then... Tony arced up, did he? No, then then they Mick and Don said, well, they, they were under a different impre- impre- impression of, yep. as to why. And y- y- this 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 fabric this generated a a witch hunt into yep. us being um, r- racist. That's right. And we got charged <laughs> with uh, vilification. And got fined a hundred thousand dollars. What? Uh, got fined a hundred thousand dollars for vilifying. Um, did, did you pay it? Well, of course we paid it. We. This was a. It's fair fine. I'm going to put my head in. Um, so, so it just shows you. Um, um, uh-huh. you you've got to be. Uh, this, is, this is on your on your podcast on right? our podcast, and which if, is basically and it, you, somebody has to go to your podcast and find it, it and stream uh, and, it. And they asked us to take it down. The discussion about um, um, the, the discussion. It was such a genuine and passive discussion about a a, a, a um, an iconic incident. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you've, you've always seen Winmo uh, pictures of him pointing yeah. and. Uh, p- p- People, that. many people who at the gay, uh, ground said, uh, agreed with Don and Mike Sheehan yep. uh, and uh, said that, yeah, they thought it w- wasn't, didn't think it was about his skin colour. Yep. And we said at all, he, he said, if these, uh, Mick Sheehan said, there's only one person who knows what it was about and that was Nicky Winmer. And uh, I said, that's absolutely, I said, that's correct. Yeah. Well. Uh, we got uh, uh, we it, got it. rounded up because we were uh, seriously. It was the most disgraceful nonsense you've ever heard. But hasn't we copped the world, it. Hasn't the world changed the last ten years? Well, this was two. This was last year, <laughs> and um, uh, so uh, so that, you know, that's why Mike Shin's out there. He he. Uh, he, he took it really. Uh, he he was mortified by yeah. it that, that someone would say that he was a racist by discussing that, yeah. uh, just discussing that. Yeah. Uh, I've been, uh, and uh, so he said, "Oh, it, it really affected him." So he he said, "I'm I'm he uh, stopped doing it." Yeah. So then we got. Uh, we better send Mike some concrete hard in the fuck up. <laughs> well, uh, well, that's, that's a little bit I mean, it's, it's understandable. Uh, I love Mikey, for, for, that. If you're going to be painted into a corner yeah. that badly. You know what? What are you going to say? Well, um, my our legal team will probably be thinking, "Oh my God, don't keep discussing this now." Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm just saying, we 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 copped it. Uh, it we no? were absolutely bemused by the fact that we got charged for vilification. And uh, uh, if you can't discuss something like that, uh, genuinely discuss it without. Harsh, we never gave an opinion one way. We never we never said, "Oh, this is definitely it." Those two boys who are at the game, uh, Don and Mike, said that was their impression, like a hell of a lot of people at the ground. And um, uh, suddenly it, that was uh, no, we were vilifying. Um, so Tony, where pick, where, pick, where are the people that stand up for free Tony? speech that would have heard Tony, about pick this? Your topics, all right? What's that? What bring up. I'm trying to throw me on the bus. Uh, I would never do that. Topics, mate. Anyhow, uh, so so that that that, you know the podcast. So we don't edit anything in our podcast. We just do it, and uh, we don't. But it's fraught with danger. All those things. If you speak about anything, you've got to be very careful what you're uh, speaking about. Because not that we make any money out of it, and we don't do it. We're not into. Don't care if anyone listens to it. Not really. It's not about ratings, but. 
uh, we can't get cancelled. The, the cancel culture, I yep. think I've been probably cancelled off uh, mainstream media for uh, saying that yeah. uh, you, this is well documented, that uh, you might remember George Floyd. Do you remember George I Floyd do. where yep. they burned yep. half America down for yep. Uh, yep. 12 months uh, because yep. uh, the, 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 uh, yep. the police man had his knee on his neck and he, yep. and he, and he died? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Obviously, un unfortunate. But if you looked at, uh, if you it is a touchy no, subject. Then, if you looked at George moment. Floyd's record of who he was, yeah. and on the podcast, Mick Sheehan said uh, he was a very unsavoury character, and I just as an aside said, Mick, he was a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. uh, that saw me get um, again. Um, that saw me get uh, cancelled off of uh, the mainstream media. Yeah. Uh, because they said that was racist. I, I don't know why that's racist. Right. They wouldn't. Have, I, I've 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 said. Jelaine uh, Maxwell, who was uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's offsider, the woman, I said, yeah. uh, who both white, I said, they're piece of shit. I said, well, Harvey Weinstein, if you know who he is, I said, he's yep. a piece of shit. Yep. I've said plenty of people are piece of shit, <laughs> and people called me piece of shit. Yeah. But uh, um, if you, if you, um, if you s say someone's a piece of shit and they happen no, to be a, of a different race, uh, you're suddenly a racist. So it's the most overworked an overused word in the English lexicon at the minute, uh, racism. It, people have no idea what it means. Uh, you ask someone what, a ra who, what, a, what, what racism means and they'll have no idea. They say, oh, you're just against uh, people of a different race. That's absolute bullshit. Racism yep. is if you decry, decree, decry, defile or degrade someone, yeah. think you're better than them or yep. try and dominate them, that's, that's racism. racism. Yeah. Uh, and that, that, that is uh, uh, to just have a conversation about someone from another race, whether you like them or not. If you don't like them, that's suddenly racism. Yep. Uh, so, so it's... Uh, Very politically correct these days. There's a lot of people with very yeah. brittle ears these because days. Lucky we love, because, all, we love all races, people don't we? Like, okay. People love to love to promote causes because it gives their pissy lives relevance. Yes. They yes. they feel important. And yeah. uh, uh, that's why yeah. you uh, you have agendas and you have the activists who uh, do all sorts of things. And uh, uh, you, you, is you, well, Warwick, you might, may not know this, but if if you're on a lot, we were on the footy show for 25 years live to air. No, no not one delay, not one second's delay. Yeah. And if you said something there, that the people didn't agree with, with nothing to do with racism, or if you were, uh, if you made a, uh, uh, a statement about uh, sex, uh, some sex or someone, um, you only have to have one person complain to the broadcasting tribunal, and they are obliged to investigate what you said. And uh, so you get hauled up. I got hauled up, hauled uh, up before the tribunal uh, several times during my yep. career for just. Uh, for pieces of parody or satire yep. that was tongue-in-cheek, uh, not not meant to be offensive to anyone. It's comedy. It, 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 it's, it's an attempted comedy. Yes, People say yeah. it's an attempted comedy. Uh, we, do, we don't operate. Uh, mainstream media, uh, commercial television doesn't operate under the same guidelines as uh, the ABC. On the ABC, they can do anything. They can swear. They can say the C word. They can say fuck. Really? They can, they can, they can, they can do anything they like. Oh, so they don't. And, and you, I get, I... We get hauled up for some pretty obscure reason. I'm happy to cop all the criticism. I'm not whinging at all. Uh, uh, but you, you get hauled. Then you have a look at what someone else on those stations do and they say, and you think, yeah. Yeah, this is just un this is extraordinary. Yeah. Um, but I'm, as I say, I'm not 
not complaining, not whinging. I made a had a very good life in it, enjoyed every minute of it. And um, good twenty five years, mate. Uh, right? Twenty five years. I used yeah. to vie with Kyle Sandylands uh, to be the most unpopular. They used to run a competition. Who's the most unpopular TV or media personality in Australia? I I uh, vied with Kyle Sandilands for ten years. I think it's six four. It's six four in my favour. I was voted the most yep. unpopular person in the media. Um, uh, so I, I, I on, yeah, sort of like take that as a badge of honour, really. Uh, we've managed to piss uh, enough people off that they bother voting f- against on, you. I was actually on Big Brother with Kyle when he first started. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a very, right. su- very successful he's, he's man. Well very good operator. Yeah. Yep. Very good operator. Good the disparity really is, is that the minority that speak up about all of this garbage, they get given a voice at the same volume as everybody That's else. That's right, yeah. And they say, well, this is fair and balanced. Well, I mean, it's not fair and balanced because, you know, it's it's like having, you know, a, where there's 98% consensus one way and 2% the other, and then you bring one person on a show each to have an opinion. That that doesn't yeah, represent nah, the mate. view. It's the people who shout them it's loudest. Like uh, it's just they're just activists and they're agenda seekers. Yep. And as I say, uh, they uh, they revel in being important for uh, Andy Warhols for 15 seconds in their life. They want to be famous. Yeah. Um, as the just critics and but it sounds like I'm not certainly not whinging. I, I no, it's loved just, every minute of it's it. It's just the way uh, it is, though. Yeah, it is. It? Yeah. Even, even, no, with, even with the live shows, Sam, over the last three or four years, it's changed a bit. A- absolutely. Yeah, they're in the air, they're filming now. Alive. A- I got done once, I got a bit sexual. <laughs> Had to apologise. <laughs> that's right. Uh, uh, some, some people are precious, but that's the way it goes. Well, on a, on a, on a different note, Sam, there's a. Uh, through the last couple of weeks, some other things that I looked into is something that I haven't spoken to Warwick about this, but I'm going to make a suggestion that the whole TWIZ team does this. But when you were 67 years of age, 67, eight wow. years ago, yep, uh, you did the Kokoda Trail. Oh, I did, yeah. And uh, and I, I watched the eight episodes yeah. of the the documentary that you yeah. made with Gary Lyon doing yeah. it. And I got a made. I I, I watched. Watch them one after the other. I was just glued to it, and just watching you go through that experience, watching the change from the, you know the way the day started, you know what you figured was ahead, then yeah, seeing was, you struggle through it, and then I what was, you experienced at the end of each day. Well, I'm, I'm very glad you brought that up, Tony, because uh, that was one of the great experiences. That is the hardest thing I've ever done. And Gary Lyon, uh, we were uh, we were um, uh, contracted by the Papu Papu. Papua New Guinea Tourist Bureau, yeah, yep. uh, New Guinea Tourist Bureau yep. to to do it, and it was filmed, and yep. uh, it was made a doco on it. Yep. And I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and I thought, oh, this will be a... It was do Kokoda or something, I yeah, think. Do, was, yeah, yeah, do yeah. Kokoda, yeah. and we did it with a very uh, nice man who called Peter Miller, who took us, uh, he, he does, um, he, off the beaten track, I think is his company name, you'll... Yep. He'll, be staggered that I've forgotten the name of his uh, No Roads, I think it is No okay. Roads, and um, uh, we then I started off, and they the first the first, when you start off, if you you start off and there's a gradual uh, gradual incline uh, for about the first two hours, yep, and. Um, you, uh, by the time you're about an hour and a half into it, you think, shit, I'd like to stop now. I'd just like to have a bit of a rest. And yeah. then the bloke says, no, we've got another two hours to go. Uh, and I, I said, what, on this incline? He said, mate, he said, um, I, I'd, if you can't get past this, he said, the next seven days are going to be pretty tough. So anyhow, we, 
Gary, uh, Gary was tremendous support, and I'm. I, so we got to the first uh, first stop and the first day, and I sat down. And I said, "Holy shit, Gary! It's just how tough's this?" And he said, "Yeah, it's pretty tough." And the bloke said, "Right." Gary. So then, we started. We climbed. It was the equivalent of climbing up a tree and down a tree for seven days. It, I've never. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. How'd your knees going? Uh, I was completely so fucked. I was, and uh, we hours. would. Um, uh, uh, so uh, the, the guides had gone ahead. We had Sherpas who took all the tents. Thank Christ, yeah, you we had, didn't uh, have to carry the tents. Uh, Sombay. Sombay, yeah. And and Gary and I had to. Uh, uh, Gary and I at uh, various intervals had to do pieces to camera to say just how it's going and what we've no, what we've learned from it so far yep and gary uh, gary was fantastic gary say right uh, uh, foss he, he said right foss he said um how's it going at the minute what have you learned and i said i, I said gary i i I can't speak, mate. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I said, you, you, you carry it for the, just you carry it. I'll, I'll gather myself at the end of the day, and I'll be able to chip in. Then he, so we laugh. Uh, so anyhow, we get to uh, the first memorial, and uh, we laughed. We Gary laughed at me. Uh, I, I sort of laughed, half cried, because I was completely knackered. Mm -hmm. And we, we get to the first <laughs> memorial where there's a, the the uh, government have made a memorial for uh, yep. the fallen uh, fallen soldiers and and uh, Gary the, the 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 guide said now I want you to read this letter this is for the show read this letter out of uh, of a, um, um, a boy's written to his mother was so, this Brigade Hill uh, you probably was yeah the was where you put the poppy yes uh, 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 yes yep. I think so and. So I, so I said to Gary, I said, go on, you read the letter out. I'm fucked, I can't even, I can't, can't speak. And, I, and Gary said, well, give it to me. He said, God, this is a piece of it. He said, how hard is it to read this? I said, well, go on, go ahead. So he stood up and he said, he said, mum, dad, this is Brian or whatever his name is. I'm writing. Brian had since died. He's since been killed. Yep. And his parents had got this letter and he said, I've, I'm here, I'm experiencing, um, I'm homesick. Gary got about one sentence into the letter and stopped. He couldn't do it. He, yep. he, and he, he, he said... Too emotional for him. It was too emotional. His yep. voice cracked. Yep. And I said, Gary, for, I was like what you just said about Mick. I said, come on, mate, toughen up a bit. Give me the letter. I started off. I read the first three, three words. I couldn't actually even speak. Yep. And um, we, we sat down, and, I, and um, I don't think I had a tear. I sat down, I said, isn't that extraordinary? I actually could not speak. That is so emotional. So yep. that's what I got out of that, the fact that we had Sherpas and people carrying our gear. It was tough. We had drinks. Imagine, we imagine could that. have breaks. Yeah. We, could have, uh, yep. we could sit down when we wanted to. And you think of those young boys. I don't think there were a lot of w women there. I'm not sure if it was uh, it was uh, mixed. I think they were just men in those days and boys carrying guns and artillery and, and, and cannons on wheels, yep. carrying them up those slopes, up Imagine like that. serious slopes, um, being shot at, uh, get, having dysentery, having no food. Uh, and you think, oh, it just brings it all back to you. Think, how, how insignificant. Then? How old were you then? about 65? 67. Yep. How insignificant mm. and yeah. how, what sort of soft life do we have yeah. uh, that those people. And so I could, uh, if anyone uh, is thinking, uh, if ever this country gets opened up uh, for COVID reasons, 
uh, if you do one thing uh, before you uh, drop off the edge of this planet, you walk up the Kokoda Trail and just experience what uh, life would have been like. Yeah, who people who actually this is fought the Japanese uh, fought for us yep. uh, so that we're here yep. doing so this here today. So it was yep. a whole week. It was uh, made. It, it was seven uh, days. It was eight, it was eight days is the toughest thing I've ever done. And um, and uh, Gary and I often uh, I actually often talk about it. Um, yep. um, uh, we often talk about it. I uh, Gary won't mind me saying this. Gary s- suffered. Um, he, he had a little anxiety and a little depression uh, some years ago. That yep, was yep. well documented. And I, uh, I thought I'll, he, was, uh, he went down to a retreat. And I, I, said, I, I, I said, I'd like to come down and see him. I'm a very good friend of Gary. And I took the book that uh, oh, yeah. I'd made yep. of, the, uh, of, the, um, of the trip on, on the, um, that someone had made for us. And I'd, I'd added things to it. Uh, we took it down, and honestly, we we laughed. We we we, we laughed about it. Uh, the fact that it was so fucking hard, and uh, and uh, so it was one of the great experiences of my life. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. When I when I saw that you'd that done be. it, my my father's father, my grandfather yep. David. Um, did he was, do it? He was carried. No, he was carried off by the Fuzzy Wuzzies in World That's War Two. Right. They from, call him the Fuzzy Wuzzies. From, yep. uh, really? from the Kokoda Trail, he was. Yeah, he was in New Guinea, and. Um, and so when I saw that you'd done the Kokoda Trail, I, I was like, oh, I've got to check this out. A lot of but people can't. A lot of people there can't speak about it. Yeah, because it was yep. so 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 overwhelming. Um, I'm uh, the respect. Uh, the respect you suddenly have for those people who went up there, sent up by the brass who sit in the Rolls Royces and the Daimlers and sign the papers. Yeah, send them up there. Yep. Just just throw them up there in those conditions. It it is extraordinary. Yep. And if you ever get a chance uh, to find where your soul lies in the body that you're uh, existing, uh, just go up there and have a look at walk the Kokoda Trail one day. Oh, one week. Yeah. We should do it. Angry Dad and Wizard and yeah, Tony. I, I, I was thinking that we could uh, we could do it in the middle of next year. I've um, I've, I've actually oh, looked into my, it. My, my friend Peter Miller, he's from No Roads. He would no roads. be. Uh, he we would. Do it. We'll that, get on to it. He, yep. he, take, he takes tours up there. Yep. And they give you all the stuff to read. And I tell you what, if you get given a letter that uh, a parent has written to his son or vice versa, and you can stand and read that in front of the, one of the memorials, you're a, you're an Iron Man. Yeah, well, I, I I don't think I'd be able to hold can up you any more than you. Do it, mate, or you have to take it seven. No, they no, they it's it's eight. It's an eight day thing. Yeah, they they. If you can do it, if you can do it, in it, I couldn't have done it in a shorter time. I was absolutely, and the final, the final two hours is honestly after being on the on the track for seven and a half days, the final two hours are climbing up a cliff that is actually vertical uh, and you you Shit. can't stand you have to do it on your hands and knees this is true uh, and f- after seven and a half days to do two and a half hours on my hands and knees with a backpack on <laughs> I, I got up to the top where the uh, where the landing is and I actually collapsed knee uh, Gary lifted me through lifted me through into the uh, little uh, reception tent they said some makeshift tents yeah. that you can uh, sit down and yeah. uh, if you can talk you can talk about what the experience was he he actually had to drag me into the <laughs> tent there it was, uh, it was unbelievable because I've been there with Peter Lakos what was me we, to, did, we did a show there so I went to the base of it had a look then we had to t- catch the kids a training drill yeah and there was no grass on the fucking ground no it was their knees Yes. And Peter selling his uh, banana bender ball. I said, well, come on, Peter, give the boys a bit of a... Show us how good you are. <laughs> I played in the he game. Got 10 in, out of 10, uh, 10 he got. 
There's a game in Queenstown Frick. in Tasmania that there's a football ground with no grass in it. It's yeah, just gravel. I couldn't believe it. Uh, anyhow, uh, up over there and do yourself a favour. Take uh, you and your... Yeah, Warwick. Uh, Warwick, you Warwick we've got to do it next if year, If you ever want to bond with your friends or your family or your next of kin or your kids, uh, I tell you what, it'll be a... take Lisa and angry. Yeah, it'll be a great <laughs> experience. It'd be good. There was a, um, a, a funny and touching moment towards the end, Sam, where you were talking with Sombay. Yes, Sombay. And yep. Um, yep. you said, has... Hey, Sombay, has anyone done it any slower than me? And he's yeah. like, oh, no. No, that's right. That, that's exactly right. And plus, you're 20 years older than Gary, so... Oh, no, it's it's just, that was just extraordinary. Uh, plenty of people have done it. Uh, yeah. You know, like there's plenty of people... Uh, I'm, I'm fitter than a hell of a lot of people that have done it, and they don't, didn't seem to... It was, it's the I hardest know, thing I've ever done. Leeches, leeches. Mm? they got everything, mate. They've got the lot. you got to your car. It's just unreal. That well, was good. Well, Sam, I think um, that's been great having you on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I'll, um, uh, the traffic will probably have died down now. I'll be able to get back. Just get back. Uh, I'll get civilization in three three quarters of an hour now. Yeah, just, uh, just take your time, mate. You'll be back in thirty five. <laughs> Yeah, you got that on the brain. Here, angry dad goes. He goes, all right. So just sit back. There's no rush, mate. You're not getting paid by the minute, mate. Yeah, that's that's that <laughs> is true. My poor day, paid by the inch. So just relax, mate. Yeah. Well, um, so thanks. Yeah, thanks for the chat, mate. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a Let's pleasure. Let's hope it's a good year for you, mate. And um, COVID's over, so what things was, look, are looking yeah. up, aren't they now? Yeah. What was the what was your, the most significant question you asked me? Do you reckon? Um, Did you ask me a question? Yeah. I think what so, was yeah, it? I said, um, just give us a, just a I recap said, on what you asked me. I think I said. Um, you must be happy with that segment that you produced about the cap as well, hung mate. So, but that <laughs> That's it. That elevated I, you. I knew you. Were, I knew you were. And I knew the, you were part of the question that you asked me. But that's that's yeah, the only question that, that, you that asked me. Up. Remember the big uh, thank, thank big Christ, tone wasn't didn't uh, call in sick. Uh, we, would, we would have been a quick interview. This. Remember the big bill house. Yes, I do. Yeah, remember yeah. Gary? I do. And then the milkman comes in and Gary's pulling his hair out. I said, don't you pull your hair out, Gary. You're That's not as famous as me, you fucking arrogant. Yeah. Maybe you'd be a prick, Gary. But funny yeah. segment, wasn't it? Yeah, well, now, now that you're talking the, about the yourself girl. again, it is a very funny segment. <laughs> Nothing yeah. about me. That's got no, you, no, please. What do you think of me, mate? Hey? Would you want me to go through that again? No, the, uh, the, no, no, uh, the no, IQ. No. Uh, is that really no, your real hair? That's your real hair, though, isn't it? What's that? That is your real hair? That's not a toupee? Is it that English you're speaking? Is that really your real hair? Warwick, well, you want to get invited back on the boat or not? <laughs> what did you ask me then? Is that really your real, real hair? Was that a toupee? No, it's a rug. It is? Yeah, I've got none of my... None of, I'm completely made up man. These aren't... I, I, this is not my hair. I've had a, a, a... It's not my no, real nose. It's not my real teeth. I've got artificial legs and real feet. <laughs> I, I'm completely. I'm like the. I'm just nothing. Nothing. Nothing of me is real, mate. Real you, you're a work in progress, Sam. Yeah, this is. Uh, what do you, it's I not a bad rug, is it? Good. That's good. Hey, is that from any time? Is that from? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, sir, not, I think it's not any time fitness. I mean, um, sirs. <laughs> you pull it. You, you pull it. Don't hard. pull it. No hard, mate. It's careful. That feels real to me, mate. It feels like mine. Very what sexual? <laughs> sexual <laughs> what touching it, it touching does real, doesn't it? Oh. what you didn't get firm touching my hair did you a little bit because <laughs> I was in dad's bags when you were in bag dad's yeah. just got half so of fat, just the stuff. back half Sam it's it's been an absolute honour I've, I've been looking forward to it like I said for the last couple of weeks so happy thank now, you happy now Tony happy oh, now. Uh, I've been looking forward to you it you returned the favour you know I've been looking forward to it I was been as nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs before I got here because I didn't know what you were going to ask me and 
to, and luckily I... I didn't get too rude without. I can't tone it down for you. You didn't ask me a question. Like you did on your... On your <laughs> Not part. a question, that's you the, didn't. That's <laughs> I couldn't get a word in. I just let you keep on rolling. So I like that. That's why I'm a good interviewer. I don't butt in, see? No, that's <laughs> that's true. You you let the interviewer e carry Correct. it, carry it. Never get never never talk over your um your guests. Yeah. So this is uh, unless pepper. you're talking about yourself. Correct. Mm. Well, you covered that base anyhow. Well, on behalf of the T Wiz podcast, Sam Newman, thank Good you idea. so much. Thank you, uh, Wiz. The thank legend, you. Sam Newman. Coming up next, it's Angry Dad, Marco. Hey, Wiz. I love that gay song. It's fucking good, isn't it? it sounds like I've been in a fucking lift. You know, any chance of changing that song to my hit? I take what's mine, or I could do that. Rippinundies, or only take what's mine. The only version I've got of that though is that song is giving me an angry dad a soft on, mate. Is it really? We should revamp that for next week. Thanks, mate. Okay. Don't mind. Jeez, it's my first directive. Thanks, wow. Now we're very happy to welcome the beautiful. Big Mark Orville. Oh, we don't get to soften Angry that little Dad. blow. <laughs> it's going to be great. He's come all the way down from his house and Sam's just left. So Sam, Sam Newman. How good was Sam Newman? Great. It was good. Very intense. So, Warwick, it's a killer double episode tonight. Coming up right now, we have got Mark Orville, Angry Fantastic. Dad, on the show. Welcome to the show, Mark. Good on you, Marky, and he's, uh, and he's killed at the reality show and an online show. Fantastic. Thanks for having me, guys. Love a hard act to follow. Um, sitting in the chair that Sam Newman sat in and has just left, I just I think the only thing Sam Newman and I got in common is prostate cancer. Everything uh-huh. else, I think he's just sort of, you know, just he's pretty, he takes a cake, doesn't he? He's a pretty about, special guy. Les- Lisa been over sniffing the chair. I saw that. I saw that. I thought she was actually. I thought she was cleaning it for me to sit on here in case my shorts got dirty. I thought it was a scratching smell addition. I'm going, come on, mate. It's not worried, Cap. I did say that. Been in penthouse. <laughs> no, no, I did say it. But I Mark's a bit it. of a reality star like myself. He is. I, I did the first um, reality show, and then Mark followed soon after. Um, you blazed the, the trail. show on, on Facebook and, and one of the biggest shows. Um, what's it called? Fuck off, Dylan or something? What is it actually called? That show of yours? Oh no, it's just we love the it. boys created a page, Angry Dad. We love page, it. So it's yeah. like it's not called anything specific. It's, it's just good. happens to be a page that. For some stupid reason, managed to get a, a shitload of followers. We love the pranks, man, Lisa. It's great. I thanks, must... thanks, Wiz. I thought I'd at least get some support from you. And his <laughs> and his son, his young son, got me. Yeah. Done a few DJ jobs, and I was at the airport, and he's doing the cricket show, and everything's going well. I thought, oh, yeah, I fucked him up. I've outsmarted him. Then he put fucking toilet paper in my ass, and it was fifteen foot long, and no one knew for half an hour. So, so you had, had a tail walking around the airport. Lisa, Lisa didn't even tell me. So try putting up for that with that for about five years around your house, mate. <laughs> I know. You couldn't actually go to the toilet think, without thinking there's a camera somewhere in there. I know. It wasn't fun. It, it was wasn't funny. Funny. I bet it wasn't. But I like pranks. I like, like giving shit and copping it back. I love it. So, Mark, you, you, you first <clears throat> rose to prominence as a young footballer? aspiring VFL, AFL footballer um, coming out of... Uh, in the Hamil- 80s. Hamilton Imperials. Same era, um, honey. Yep, the same era, era as the, the Wiz himself. I'm I sure that's how you cross paths. I played him against Mark and the Twos. You did? I had a bad day, kick nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, between Wiz and I, we played 131 games as serious AFL football. Right? I, don't know. I was going to say, yeah, between Warwick and I, we almost kicked 300 goals. Yeah, kicked yeah. a lot of goals between us. Yep. 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 Mark had a few injuries there, unfortunately. But yeah, and so your, your football, games, career, he got there. football career was cut short through pretty significant injuries. To your foot? Correct. Well, it's a bit sad when you reflect on your football career and you've actually had more operations than you've played games or goals that you've kicked. Don't worry about um, it. Half a million players that didn't play one game. Yeah, so, and so you know, oh, you look, do. looking back, that's the way you actually look at it. And I define my life now um, but basically 
based on a couple of words, right, um, that have helped me get through life and really um, deal with what you just said, Tony, that my, my dream was taken away from me. And, and it, it comes down to what I say is disappointment versus yeah. regret. And I've, I've moulded my life on that and my kid's life. And Because you are a bit down after that one for a while, yeah. A long time. A long time. And, you, yeah. you, you know, my closest friends did not know the hell hole I was in for 20-odd years. Yeah. And... Was that because it's oh, just, it's, it, it's not what a man does? That's right, absolutely. Yep. At the end of the day, I basically, I had two lives. So I had the life where I sat at home and actually laid on a couch and hid under a blanket for a long, long time and only attended or went anywhere that I really had to go with the kids. Because um, of, of the injuries in your career well, was cut short? Well, well, the, the, the depression of, of losing your dream. Yeah, yeah. My dream yeah. was taken away from me. And, you know, that was fucking hard to deal would with. Be, yeah. And I come down at 16, packed the bags, never went home. And that was really hard. I'd cry every day because I'd miss my parents. But I said, you need to do this because this is what you've always wanted. And I'll never forget the first – on the eve of my first game, it was against Hawthorne and – a bit of a captain's run back then, even Wiz, uh, which was a bit weird. We we just had a little light training session. I remember Clokey saying to me, um, so parents coming down, Orfs? And I said, no. I mean, how stupid am I? Mum and Dad said, oh, we can't make it. Oh, fuck, can't make it. Of course they're going to be there, but that's how dumb I was. I was young. I was 18. Yep. Just turned 18. And I said, Cloakie, it doesn't matter, mate. There'll be another 300 times I'll get a chance to come and watch anyway. Right? Not not through arrogance, not through anything other than that was my dream. That's, that was your That's goal. how I was going to be, right? You're going to be positive too. Yeah, well, yeah. of course. And, and fucking how wrong it's could I have been? Yep. Yep. You know, I was there seven years. I played seven games, kicked seven goals, and had nine fucking operations. And yep. when you first got selected in the in the senior team, that, that came as a bit of a shock to you as well, didn't it? Yeah, well, I'd battled. I'd pretty much played with a broken foot for two years. Yep. Right? So, and, you know, at that point, I was having needles to train. And the, they were questioning my mental capacity to deal with the demands Injuries. of footy. Because yeah. working all day, then training, and get over it. What, what was, were you doing for work at I the time? I was a printer, actually. I worked with Gary Frangalis, Richmond Swans, you know, yeah, Billy, yeah. and Billy Pickin. He's been here a couple of so, times. So you're on your feet the whole time, and then you go to training. And, you know, you start to question yourself as yeah, far I know, as... You're fuck, you're fuck, you're well, I thought I was a right? fucking sook. And I've got to trust these people. And this Just is, what, because you feel, I've got sore feet, what, what am I complaining yeah, about? And, and, yeah, and, you know, no one knows your body better than yourself. And back then they made, they made you work because you weren't making that much. But I'm not. fucked. Well, you, don't, you didn't make much. I, was, I, I talked to a mate the other day about that. It's seven grand, I think, my contract was. But um, you trust so, hold on, the hold people. $7,000 was That was your, my base, yep. yep. Seven grand. I think it was... Um, Four hundred and fifty for a senior game. And so hold on, what year was this? Let's. That's that's in nineteen eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yep, eighty seven. Oh, that was the best. That was, that was the best year. I love that year. Yep. I nearly kicked one hundred and three that year, but then in the this, prick, this prick next to me kicked one hundred and three instead of me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I did it in the big league. It's hard. Well, but like, um, but like I said the year before, it's a. People think it's a fucking walk in the park. Oh, you're on 35 grand a week. You must, you must love it. But it's fucking precious, idiot. It is. It's Nightmare. Of it is. Everyone, everyone wants to knock your fucking head off. And there's more pressure these days, more it's than ever. Much, it's not really much fun. Yeah, there's a lot of money in the game now. So in terms of the injury itself, years later, is this something similar to what James Hurd had with the stress fractures? Exactly the same as what Hurd had. And, and if, if you look back on it, I was pretty much the guinea pig, to be honest. Um, right. they, they learned a lot about navicular stress fractures after my situation because I'd have an x-ray and x-rays didn't detect it, which is why they said it's ligament and it's, it's um, muscle and it's all this get over it, whatever. So they thought you just needed physio. Yeah, it was all about, exactly. It was about strengthening up your feet, right? And it was my left foot. It was only one foot. But then they chose to look at a bone scan, which then sort of took it to the next level, and then MRI. And, well, you know, I'll never forget. 
I'll never forget the um, the doctor looking at it and he goes, ah, oh, fuck, you got a massive crack through there. Oh, a fucking hello. Yeah. Really? What yeah. have I been telling you? What yeah. have I been telling you? So I went straight in, had surgery at the end of 87. And, you know, um, that was the only game that I look back on where I'd done okay and, and, more, and contributed, I felt, in terms of wanting to achieve it. It was my sixth game. You'd like this, Wiz. I missed the week before because Jimmy Steins and I had a tussle in his first game. I got a week. Jimmy and I bashed each other behind the play. I got a week he got off. Yeah. But I was happy with that. I, well, I actually had a bit of a friendship with Jimmy after yeah, that. He's a good bloke. What a shame we, we, away. He, he, helped nice me, he helped me get off and just get the one week, but that's another story. But yep. So I played that game, had my first um, operation, and, wow, downhill after that. Wasn't there a particular moment, either like in a practice game or something where another player had, had, um, had done something to impact your injury? Uh not specifically, I don't think. You know, it was just a... You know, you, stress fractures are pretty much just about repetition, right? Yep. They just gradually get worse. Hotspot these days, if you yep. pick them up early, six weeks, you're right. You, you can... They, they treat it, they manage it, what's, get you off your feet. What's the process for re- repairing right. that sort of damage now? Uh, well, if you get off your feet early detection, like yep. a lot of things in life, then you should be okay. If not, pretty much what they do is they put a screw through it and just hold the bone together. Oh, it was, it was uh, skillful. Yeah, the old man here. Yeah, he was. was he was it, very skilled. Bit of bad luck. I, I watched injuries of fuck. I watched. You know, you know, it's funny. Sorry, we to draw. This isn't about fucking blowing wind up my ass, but yeah, only two years ago, I think it might be two and a half years ago. No, it was last year. It was last year actually. I got a couple of messages just come through on my phone, and uh, I was like, "Did you just hear Dacos on um, SEN? Or I think it was SEN or one of them anyway." I said no, and he goes. They said, listen to this and go and listen. I found yeah. it. I tracked it down. He's, you know, our, he's our neighbour. Well, I know, I know. He's he he was around the corner. So, and he was a groomsman in, in our wedding, right? Mm. So he, he's a close friend. But you, you, you move apart a bit and all this. But but my point here is, Dakes had just been on the radio and he talked about, I think it was 30 years from his debut, whatever it was. The Master David Marvel. Talked Fantastic. about the history. <laughs> yep. and, and, and he said how it evolved from when he was there in 87. Matthew's got their 86, whatever. And he said then they built this crop of young kids. And he talked about McGuan's, Krasiska's, Monkhurst, Gavin Brown, this, that and the other. They had plans for you, didn't they? Well, I, th- this is what I was sort of building up to. For, for not For no other reason other than it, it sits really well with me as far as reflecting on, on my life. Dake said, he goes, I still believe in all of that group the best was Mark Orwell. They were, they were, build, they were building a that? team around you, really. Yeah, no, he was good for, I remember. Uh, look, and yeah, I, I, I think I had something to contribute would yep. be how I, I would describe it. But yep. The game can be so cruel sometimes. It can be it's cruel. It's a fucking head fuck. It can be cruel. I was saying, Lisa, you, I was just happy to get through the fucking training half the time and just not get injured. Of week. course, yeah. And people that play the game can relate yeah. to that. And it doesn't matter what level. Yeah. Clearly, there's, the stakes are higher at yeah. the, 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 the ultimate level. But... It helps me back on that disappointment versus regret, those two words. It, it allows me to accept the fact that, you know what? I actually have no fucking regret. Yeah. Well, Massive disappointment, and yeah. everyone has disappointment in their life. That's what you're saying about the, the idea of regret versus disappointment. Absolutely, 100%. Oh, I can, yeah, I can I know. sleep at night knowing I tried absolutely Cause half, everything. Because there's, there's half-man players that are real skillful, but they're lazy cunts. Yeah, of course. And, 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 and they haven't played one game. And guess what? They go through life with regret, regret. Absolute regret. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of... A lot of guys connect, I guess, their identity, their masculinity with something. If, if you're really good at one thing in this world, you're lucky. Yes. Right? And if sometimes your character, your identity, your whole mascul- masculinity is tied in 
with that one thing that you're really fucking good at. Whether you come through school and, you know, you're just, you're at the top of the class or everybody says, you know, he's just a fucking weapon on the football field. To have that taken away would really... That would be depressing. It would really sort of like <clears throat> rip the kind of core out of your identity. It does. And, you know, I live with McGuan Krasiska um, and Brett Glary at that point, right? So all of a sudden my life changed. I had to move out of the house that I'd lived in with them for four years. And I, I was taking a different direction to them. And it fucking hurt. Yeah. Because what happens is, and I understand that, is that their life continues to focus on their soul task and job at that point, which yep. is playing members of the Collingwood Footy Club. You go and get a fucking job now, Mark, and move into the next phase of your life. And that's fine, yep. right? Because I'm not the only prick this has happened to. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's easy to deal with. Because no. Lisa's our brother-in-law, pretty good player too, and he's telling me um, he lived with, um, you know, played the same time as Chris Sisko and all them. They all made it and he, he didn't. Yeah, well, there you go. That's he, it. he said he felt like telling himself he planned it, he's going to jump another train. See much for you, remember? Just what kind of what room? kind of support was None. available to you through None. the club yeah, yeah, no. through, through the system? None. No. And, and I, I'm not going to turn this into a Collingwood bashing no, session, no. right? But, but it was a different time. There's none. There's fucking none, right? Yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, I actually borrowed a thousand dollars off my fucking boss at the time to allow me to have the last operation to allow me to be able to fucking walk. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. He was a Perth-based multi-millionaire, and. I didn't know how I was going to fucking get myself going again to, to, to be able to move into the next chapter. Yep. And he sent me a fucking check for $1,000. Yeah, right. I'll never forget it. Never forget it. Jeff Birch was his name. And On you, that's Jeff. A, well, yeah, 100%, right? These yep. unsung heroes. He didn't want me to shout that out. Or, no, I don't give a fuck back then anyway. But you yeah. know what I mean? I was an employee of his and he saw value in me because that was my move into sales and my corporate Life, yeah. etc. He didn't have to do it. No, he paid not. me every fucking month. Yep. So why, why don't a thousand dollars back then was decent, and he fucking did it. Yep. Yep. So they're little moments in, in, in my life that, yeah, you know, and and you're not being flippant, and it's not like you feel you you deserved it and you should have got it, but you reflect more on it as you get older. Say what a fucking gesture that was. Yeah, of course. Didn't have to do it. What what kind of impact did uh, that your sort of dark clouds have on your relationship at home? Oh, I had the most supportive misses you would ever ever want and it's still yep. the case today like we've been married 30 odd years and we're like every marriage it's sort of up and down like a bride's nighty and i know i use that saying every <laughs> big now and shaz. big shaz but she she was a rock right because um the only people that knew about my dark dark situation was sharon and my mum my kids didn't know yeah my dad didn't know mum didn't want him to know um so it was because, those because he worried I just think it was that stigma around men's mental was, health. And was dad, dad was a caring person, but he was a bloke as well, yeah. right? And he loved his son, yeah. right? No doubt about it. It was just one of those needs-to-know type basis thing. And my yeah. mum had suffered from it. So there's yeah. probably an element of genetics yeah. in it as well. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's proven that it can be it's hereditary in some cases. I've learned so much, Tony. Yeah. Let me tell you, I have yeah. learned so, so much about it. Mm. And the comforting thing is I'm still sitting here today and I can look back and reflect on and I can actually help others. And I've done that my whole life, especially the last five years. I've helped so many, so many people understand the fact that, you know what, you can get 
through it. What sort of what sort of mechanisms have you put in place to manage it on an ongoing basis? Buckle is hard, let me tell you. And I mean, I was, but it wouldn't wouldn't just go away completely. Though, no, it doesn't. Never leaves. Yeah. Never leaves. But you know what you get to do? You get to understand the triggers, right? Yeah. It's yeah. the triggers that are so important. And there's many and they're varied, right? The triggers could be avoid alcohol, right? It could be your friendship group. Yeah, Negative yeah. people bring you down. It's going to be a downer. Well, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I was bad on alcohol. Let me tell you, if my kids did half of a third of what i did on alcohol when i first left footy and that would be basically i'd go to a pub and all i'd want to do is punch someone someone would look sideways at sharon from 40 meters away and i'd punch him straight in the face that's embarrassing that's like if my kids come home and said that happened i would be ashamed of them and i did that for six years and 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 look not not that it happened i just couldn't deal with my emotion and and it was fueled by alcohol which was so so bad you know, going down the pub and getting into a blue at back in those days was almost a part of the cultural fabric. Yeah, but it doesn't make it right. No, it's that never never makes it right. Especially when you know you're the instigator, right? There'd be very, very few occasions where it was it was me looking for it, right? I was looking for it. Do, do you think that over time that a, a part of what's made you reflect differently on it is the fact that this has connected you with your own empathy? I think it's about I've got kids, right? Okay. And yeah. the reality is if I saw and knew that my kids were doing that, I'd be embarrassed. Mm. And I'd want to belt them myself because no one should actually have to put up with that shit when you're out anywhere. Well, you don't want your kids to be copping it either. No, and that's right. And that's so, so, you know what, the thing is, if we condition society to not be doing that sort of shit, they won't do it and it won't happen to them. Now, yeah. I've got, you've got to be a realist. That shit happens, right? There's plenty of keyboard warriors, isn't there? There's, there's there's, it just happens all too right. And, you know, you can link it to that one punch with young. Danny Green and all this yeah. sort of shit. The reality is my behaviour and the way I conducted myself was embarrassing. It's yep. as simple as that. Yep. And I'm not too proud to admit it. It, it was disgraceful. Yep. But, I mean, I guess the way that uh, we move forward is for people that for people to change. At least you did, yeah. Well, you know, you, you change because you've learnt, right? Mm. You've actually looked at a situation and you go, that's wrong. Yep. How can I do it different or better? And that's pretty much what... And, and hey, let me tell you, this only really, in, a, in terms of a milestone, the pennies fucking dropped. This has really only happened in the last five, six, seven years. And that's why I eventually agreed... To do the doco and you know when when i did my doco which again is about men's mental health and depression and sitting on a couch for 20 something years on medication for pretty much the whole time really I'm, I've made, I, yeah. I, I, I fucking live two lives it's yeah, as simple right. as that right it was purely because i needed to actually come clean and be honest and truthful with myself you know i, I would take a tablet in the morning it was in my car what were you taking it was a low van right but my kids from young would, Dad, real, what are you doing? Terrible, and I would say thing, I had fucking thing. reflux. I got reflux. Kids, they don't know. They don't know. Okay, Dad's got reflux. Give my time. Without that, I, I, I wouldn't be here. It's as simple as that. Without professional help. And, all, let, and I say it in the doco. Because you were let down. Mm. Whiz. An alcohol fueled, but the biggest moment in my life is laying in the fucking car with the vacuum hose connected to your fucking exhaust can, with that, a photo of my family laying on my stomach. That is terrible. That is real down. How many I, years ago was that, mate? 13, 14. 13, yep. 14 years ago. So how, how old were your kids at that time? Well, Dylan's 28, so he's 14. A tough time to lose a dad, isn't it? 
terrible. And yeah. and I, I don't even know the car was running and all. Uh, and and uh, there was a fleeting moment. That is down. Isn't it? it was a fleeting moment where I basically said, "I can't do this." Yep. And it wasn't about sympathy because no one fucking knew yep. until I did the documentary. No one knew. Sharon didn't know. And I'll still never forget her talking about saying. The vacuum cleaner hose is fucked. What's happened here? Yeah. It I fucking mean, burnt because it's on the fucking back of the exhaust. You didn't have tell yeah. No, because it wasn't for me. It wasn't about sympathy yep. and looking for and, – and maybe there's a, cr- a bit of a cry for help there in some respects. What it was for me was a, a fleeting moment to say, you've got to stop this shit and you've got to do something fucking more serious about your health. And I, and I took it to a new – I was on medication, all that shit then, but I took it to a whole new level. And this lady was amazing for me. And I'll still, uh, I actually, I forget her name now, but I still never, ever forget. She taught me a saying which was called drop the anchor. Yeah. Right? And pretty much you look at a situation in, in a boat, you put the anchor and it drops overboard and your yeah. fucking boat's go, what's building up? What's, what your issues are? Drop the anchor. Let them go. Let them go. Yep. Deal with it. Know what your triggers are. Drop the anchor. That's the only way I got through. Do, do you, you, still, feel, you feel a lot better now? Hundred percent, and you know, but to your point, it doesn't leave you, right? But I'm really smart with the triggers now, right? Do you still have someone to talk to? Um, My kids, my kids, probably Mitchell. Mitchell, you're really open about it. Hundred percent, yeah. My 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 kids cried their eyes out when they saw that doco, and they knew we actually watched it at home together. I'm gonna watch it. And did any of them recognise any of these elements in, in themselves? Dylan who had the same situation, basically, drafted by the Crows, um, went there, rookie, because he was AIS, right, did his knee, 16. Yeah, the old yeah, one. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty much history rewritten again. Yeah, like, right. it's fucking crazy how it all worked out for him. And, and I learned so much now because he talked in my doco about those bad thoughts that you should never have and burst into tears being interviewed. So, in other words, you know, he didn't want to be here either because he couldn't deal with it. That's sad, whether it's your own kid or someone else. Yes, because it was his dream whiz. He had so much ability and it got taken away from him through no fault of his own. That would have been hard to watch as a parent. Terrible. Terrible. And and that's why we have a really close bond. Our family's close anyway, but we're like every family. We argue, we fight, we yell, we swear, we love, we hate and all this shit, but we've got each other's back. And I'll never forget those moments with that because I learned a lot about a lot more about Dylan in that doco than I'd actually known as his parent and you'd think your parent knows everything about your kids they, you fucking don't no you yeah, don't they hide things. and you know I, I think that you know when it comes to families that fight uh, I think that it, it's you know if you don't argue and you don't fight then you're probably not living the full experience yeah, of course. because you've, you've really got to families push each other yeah. and challenge each other and um, you know if you keep it too safe and too distant it's well, I think my, what most people will realise about our family is what you see is what you get. Yep. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, I don't give a flying fuck. You know, <laughs> zero fucks, mate. That's yeah. my life now. The, yep. the, the, this is yep. how I live my life. Best way to zero be. fucks. Yeah. Outside of family. If you worry about yeah. thinking, zero fucks. But, but yep. I'm a hard ass even with the family, right? Yep. If yep. I if one of them do something, I don't agree with or believe in, and, yep. and vice versa. Don't worry. Yep. Mitchell's hit me up a few times recently, calling me. A um, you know, weak called me weak. Mm-hmm. There's a certain situation recently, and he he said to me, um, Dad, here's a test for you. I won't go into what it was, and I, I I talked to him after this situation, and I told him what happened, and he goes, You failed. He goes, You're weak. You promised me that this is how you would react and, and behave and all that, and, and and you failed. That's weak, and I'm fucking really disappointed with you. And guess who was right? 
Him, he was right. He, yeah. he was right. Yeah. He was right. So you, you, you learn from your kids. Were you, a, were you able to accept that in the moment? Of course. Or, yeah. I, you know, one thing about me is I'm the first one to put my hand up and say I fucked up. I have been all my life. I will never, ever hide from a mistake. Ever. Good if you knew that. You may want no one's perfect. You weren't given a fucking rule book and say this is how you will live your life and everything will be actually as perfect. As this one, Mark, what you think about me is your business. That's right. Absolutely. I can't no, what you think I about me is none of my business. I can't change Simple it. As that. Yeah. So they won't can't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> it's true. You can't change their mind if they yeah. think well, it's just goes. He just fucking swallowed <laughs> his false teeth. Hang on, we'll take a break and be back with more in just a moment. It's <laughs> <laughs> been fantastic. <laughs> uh, well, at what point did. Uh, at what point did you find that copying a, what was it, an egg in the back of the head from the roof of the garage? Yeah, that was early. Was you know. uh, changed your life? Yeah, who would have thought, right? You know, and the only, I talked to a lot of people, and the, the, the cold hard reality is, I, I sum it up as saying the world's fucking crazy, right? But what the, what the boys ended up doing. Gathered some traction because it's so relatable. Not because it's me. Everybody Every, says, "Fucking, that's just like my old man." That's exactly yeah. right. Any dad that's sitting on the couch trying to watch the news and the telly turns off or changes channels, he's going to react the same way. What the fuck's wrong with the telly? <laughs> Fix the telly and yell out so, to the missus. Oh, so, is that how I started? So no, that's just one example. Mitchell, Mitchell's out the front <laughs> with the other Foxtel remote. He's, yeah, he's putting the, the show on, and Mitchell's. Switching it over to yeah. a different channel, and he's losing his shit. One of the lesson players did that while Kevin Sheehan was talking. See what I mean? He had the, so, the same remote. So it's, him up. it's relatable. It's relatable. And, and I have zero tolerance for fools. Yeah. yeah. Zero. And again, it doesn't make me special. That's just how I am, right? Yeah. I love everyone until they give me reason not to. And but yeah. and, and I've had close mates that I've for a long, long time, and they fuck me over, whatever. I don't care. I, I don't, I don't need to see him again. Yeah, yeah. I don't, it, does, it does happen, yeah. That's just how I am. And that's fair enough too. I, I'm just, I see the best in everyone. Yep. Until there's a reason not to. Mm. I've had three or four of those. Well, it's true, Wiz. And you know what? Life's fucking short, mate. And you learn that pretty quickly. So you know, it's like a, it's just a journey that you get thrown shit and you deal with it. So you got to sift the, the 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 good shit and the bad shit. And I just sift all the bad shit. It's as simple as that. Correct, because people see the easy thing of league football. They think it's, um, they go to me, oh, yeah, Warwick's lucky, you're fantastic. And I go, how about all the bad games? And three years, if I can, if I can get whiz, there, whiz. Make, make it nothing. Whiz, lucky's when preparation meets opportunity. Correct, flogging yourself in the in the thirds. Let months here, just, people, just get a game. They think it's easy. People are ignorant. They have no appreciation for it. They have no appreciation for it. I say to them, can you try in 10 and a half months a year, busting your gut to your spew? They don't want to know that. They, just think, they won't they, do it. They just think footballers are just overpaid and yeah, it's no. all glorified shit. Well, you know what? Have your opinion, respect that, whatever, but yeah, correct. you know what? Yeah. You, can only, you should only have an opinion. They're opinionated. They don't have an opinion. Because they haven't done it. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. So, Mark, another challenge that you've had on your plate in recent time is that you were recently diagnosed with prostate cancer. Yep. Hey, yeah, how, how are you feeling today, mate? Is it in remission and stuff? And you know, the thing is, how do I feel? I feel hey. shit out, right? And I, when I say that, that's just because mentally and, and until you've been through it and, and so many more blokes go through it than you would ever imagine, right? And it's true of every illness, every disease and especially that C word, right? The minute, When you get it's that call, scary, it, it's, you know? it's life-changing. It, yeah. It's simple as that. And I, I say that physically, I'm feeling probably the best I've, I've felt. Um, 25, six weeks post-op now, so it's still pretty early. 
But I've sort of got off my ass in the last seven or eight weeks, um, just being home on my own, and walked. And I walk every day. My mate has forced me to do that. Ex Collingwood Hawthorne guy, Glenn Howard. You won't know him, Wiz. Good for your body, good for your mind. He's forced me to do it, and it's just been the best thing. It's actually helped me physically, but mentally, I, I, I can tell you now. Tony, up until I got my last test results, which were 10 weeks ago, because I've got more in two weeks, I cried every day for the last eight months. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Can we just jump back yeah. to... Every day. How, how did you discover it? Just a routine checkup. So what... What, what is test, that? Just, just, I, you know, I, I overweight, right? I, I'm, I'm 140 kilos. Do you have any diabetes or anything no, like that? Not at this point. Okay. That's good. So thank God. The, big, the good Lord's looking after me at the moment. Um so 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 I would have a checkup every year purely on the back on the back of dad being a sort of type 2 diabetic and I eat yep. shit right Sharon is she's got the best rig for a 57 year old you'll ever see and, and eats healthy and all Good this. she tries she tries yep. but I'm fucking I'm hopeless so yep. cholesterol and sugar I did see a clip where maybe you'd um yeah promised the family you were going to go on a health kick and yeah. then they followed you down to KFC and busted you. Yeah, I've been caught a few times <laughs> on a number of things. Because sugar turns into fat. They got the typical response. Yeah. You know, fuck off and leave me alone. Well, there's nothing worse than being caught with a fucking KFC fucking wing or nugget in your fucking mouth, is it? I'm um, hungry. When, when it's least expected, right? And you're not supposed to, yeah. Well, I was sort of sucking it in. I'd been on the piss the night before thinking <laughs> I'm still looking all right. I look like a fat Ali Ryanie hippophotorontosaurus. <laughs> but I still went to KFC because that's just, that's just how you recover. Cover. Yeah, it is. Yep. So a regular blood test is, is regular blood how test it unfolded. And Dylan, I'll never forget. We actually Dylan and I had um, done a deal with um, was Hoyt or whatever, and we had a, a VIP just a two of us screening of this new film they'd released, and we were just really upbeat and jovial. I mean, Mum had just recently died, and it was, like it was really sad. But we were just it was me and him going out, right? And and my phone rang in the car, and it was the doctor and I said oh fuck okay what is it sugar or cholesterol he goes Mark you need to come and see me tomorrow your prostate is off the fucking charts mm. and I it fucked That'd the night it fucked the night because we were going yeah, there yeah. to eat some nice food do all this sort of shit and, and I was numb <clears throat> basically no you can't relax after that I couldn't relax and and you know it's the worst feeling and even though he said nah, you'll be right you'll be right yep You'll be right, all right. Sure, see yourself, wouldn't you? You'll be right. I would. So basically within three weeks, I saw him, had the old digital validation the next day because yep. the, 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 the urology, my surgeon ended up being there at the same time. I had MRI, I had biopsy, I had PET scan, and I had the prostate removed within three weeks. It was a Gleason's 9, which is in terms of the cancer level. It was aggressive. That was good to move. It, move it, quick. it, it needed to happen. You gave him a hurry up, didn't you? I gave him a hurry up, yep. He was going to make it wait for a yeah, while. Yeah. I, I so how, how long ago was that? I had the operation on the 13th of April of this year. So it's new. So, so the recovery for me now is as much mental as it is physical because... Because you're worried about it. Well, yeah. you just—it's cancer, right? And and we believe it fits into the early detection basket, regardless of the fact it was aggressive and it was a Gleason's nine, all the bad shit. Right? When was the last time you'd had a test? Um, I'd had a test in September two thousand and nineteen. What's so Gleason's nine, mate? Why did it, why why did you wait eighteen months? Would you, would you normally get it done annually, or yeah, it's it's a, was it was it because of COVID? It was because of COVID. because of lockdown. Yeah, it was, it was because of COVID. I, so September two thousand and nineteen, and then I would normally have it in the Feb, and I started a new job, went to America, so you put and it off for a while. was over there four weeks. Got back, did the doco, launched it, lockdown, COVID, right? Yep. And 
then I fucking didn't have it till this this um, this mar- March this year. Yeah, no, you don't believe how prevalent it is. Well, the reality is early is, detection is critical, yeah. and you just got to do it more often than less often. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, well, you're just, dead. just 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 um, yeah, just getting, some, just getting some basic blood work every year. It's easy. Yeah. You know what? I would even say every six months, and you know what? The health system will say, no, you can't fucking do that because then you're an impost on the health system. You know what? We're dealing with people's lives, mate. Yeah. A blood test is so simple and easy. Yep. And for blokes, it doesn't matter if you're fucking 40 or you're 75, it makes a massive difference. Early detection's the key, right? That is yeah, the I've absolute key. And, and times, yeah. if it's in your family, it's one person, you've got twice the, the, the likelihood. If it's got two people, not even direct, this can be indirect family, whatever, yep. you've got five times the likelihood. Now, as it turns out, apparently there's – well, not apparently. There's a history of it in my mum's side. So I didn't even know. Yep. So yep. my boys, my advice to them is at fucking 30, you're going to the first one. And you might yeah. not have the second one until 35. Yep. But you start seriously looking at it at fucking 35, yeah. but have your first one at 30, have a dabble. Check, yeah. Well, be a, be a – mate, they're not going to turn you away because you want to go and get a PSA test. And if they turn you away, you fucking slam their head into the desk is how I would react to that. <laughs> no, no, because you deal – you know, you can't be a transaction when it comes yeah. to your life. Of course. When you have a of history of it, right? Yeah. Doctors – and again, not beating doctors up – they look at situations transactionally. Yep. The patient is looking at it from a health and a life thing. You've got family. You want to, be, you want to live to 100 if you can, right? And then you work backwards. Yeah. And you don't fucking always believe the first thing you're told. And if you're not happy with it, you go with your gut feel. Correct. And, and that's my advice to everyone. With don't believe everything every, every No, of course. You, you, it's your life. You get one crack. And you know what? It's easy to say, fucking we didn't follow that, but we should have. But oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's my fucking life. I know, but these things can happen. But the good thing, mate, you got through it. Yeah. And and lucky you did get tested. I'm feeling feeling pretty good. And you're in back to Queensland like me? Yeah, moving up to Queensland. I'm going to be the only prick on the Gold Coast on the beach in a fucking wetsuit with this rig. (laughs) Let me tell you, mate. (laughs) This this body will not be on the beach. I'll get you to work out of training. Fitness camp on the beach. Need to get a large tub of sunscreen, mate. Oh, mate. Look, you know, I'm just just looking forward to a a new chapter. That's where I'm at. And, you know, you you look at your life. That's what we're doing. Well, you look at your life and what happens is your kids grow up, they become totally independent and, and they don't need you and that's mm. not being nasty and they don't need you. They have their own life, their own kids, etc. So then you play a grandparent role, right? And it's hard to transition to that because you still think in some respects you can keep telling your kids what to do. Well, you can't. So we're actually transitioning into that grandparent role, which is almost about filling them up with fucking chips and chocolate and Fanta and then sending them home. That's what I'm and they hope for. they don't sleep for three days. That's what I'm looking forward to. Is it, go, is it good? That's what yeah. I'm looking forward right? to. I'm going to fuck Mitchell up massive. My son needs a fucking kid. <laughs> I'm going to say, we'll go after your kid for two nights and he won't sleep for a week after that. And he'll be ringing me saying, what you do to him? I say, mind your own fucking business. <laughs> yeah. I'm That's to what I'm looking I'm forward, forward to. to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be good. Uh, you've, speaking of Mitchell, you've got a documentary called Fuck Off Mitchell, The Angry Dad Story, and it is a phenomenal watch. You know, I'm really happy with how it turned out. And, and I say that because I was so reluctant to pull my pants down, right? Because, again, this is what I did, Tony, before I, I – I, and we filmed this over about four months. But what I did before the launch was – because there was about 300 people invited. When did that come out, Mark? Uh, last March, so 18 yep. months ago. I actually – again, all my friends that knew none of this, this is my close fucking Collingwood friends as well as my um, friends growing up. 
Okay. I actually sent them a note and I, I said, I hope today or tonight actually helps you understand the situation over the last 30 years since I've known you guys. And, 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 and it doesn't actually act as an excuse for some of my behaviours, but it might but allows you to understand. Yeah, and yes, and, and you know, you know, I had so many of them ring me or message, ring in tears, saying, yep. "Orbs, why didn't you tell us?" Yeah, no, you can't. I, 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 I didn't want to tell anyone. Yeah. Right? I got a message from a Paul Smith. His name is um, played in under nineteens with him. Cracking bloke lives out of Greensboro. The message I got from him was unfucking believable. He just said, "Orbs, why the fuck didn't you reach out and talk to us and tell us?" Well, the simple answer is you don't. You're putting a brave yeah, face it's not, on it. It's, you, not, it's you, just not that easy. You just don't do it. But you know what? The support I got yep. was unbelievable. But more so, Tony, what it's actually allowed me to do, and I'll reflect on all this stupid angry dad shit, right? One way. And that way is I've got to meet some unbelievable people, whiz yep. included, right? Yep. And I don't say that flippantly, right? I say that because it's genuinely how I feel. And I wouldn't have got to meet him if it wasn't true, this angry dad shit. Yeah, so my legacy... Yeah, can be Amy Fremont of Hato with you. I remember, remember, I was with fucking... Exactly. Oh, um, ro- oh, Rocky Rocky, Rocket, oh, Rocket, Rocket. And he still messages me, Rocket. I love him. He's a crack and bloke. But, you know, so so my legacy I will leave yep. is that... Yeah, th- Rocky the Fireman. He's a cracker, mate. He's a, just a ripper fella. The leg- if the legacy I leave is that through the shit that I put up with, it's managed to get people from a really deep, dark place... Then I'm actually happy with that. Yeah. And that's exactly how it is. And, you know, I've talked to people on the phone out of suicide. Yep. And it sounds crazy, but it's fucking true. My phone doesn't stop with people saying thank you. And that's in Ireland, the US, fucking around the whole world. Yeah, no, it's terrible. People saying thank you. Because it's without your videos, thing. I would not be here. I know. It's well on. So, so it seems crazy, but it's fucking true. So I look at it and go, I think I was meant to use my situation to fucking help people. Yeah. And I'm really happy with that, even if at my expense. That's better I've than been a football tortured. Career, mate. Well, I've been tortured for that period. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm actually happy with it. Yep. And, and well, I don't leave any stone unturned. I helped a girl two days ago. She fucking messaged me. She said, I've got two young kids. I'm, no, being, kicked. I'm being kicked out of my house on the 27th of December. I've got nowhere to go. Well, I reached out and she's going to have accommodation now. I did that within two days. Yeah, nice. How good is that? Yep. And I, and I don't you, say that to get... You don't realise how prevalent it is there. No, work, no you don't. Exactly. There's a lot of people that need help. There is. I work with two girls and they're hot ass and they both committed suicide. And, you know, what do you say to Annalise something like that? Because they leave a fucking family. Can't believe it, yeah. Because you've got hate messages for years. You couldn't handle it. Well, uh, sadly... The trolls. W- 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 I there's suppose... A, there's one more. What's her name? I probably spend too much time on my phone, but you know what? I feel guilty if I missed a message where someone was crying out for help. I couldn't. I couldn't live in myself. It's yeah. as simple as that. And I know it consumes you, but you know what? That's my contribution back through. All. And I, you know, I've made a really good friendship with a guy um, as a result of the prostate cancer. His two daughters, one lives in Noosa, one lives in Adelaide, reached out to me and said, "Dad's just been diagnosed with prostate cancer. We can't get to him because of COVID. He's in a bad way." Well, I see him on a Saturday and have a coffee with him and I'm his shoulder to cry on as far as that's concerned because he struggled dealing with it. He would. That's my contribution because you know why? Because if I didn't have these five people when I got diagnosed with prostate cancer, I don't know how I would have fucking coped and one of those guys and I put a post on Instagram a few months ago about this guy, his name's George, he's 72, never met him, spoken to him and via email, 
This guy's 72. And I want to... What George has done for me and how he has helped me and reassured me, I want to be the George for other people. Yep. And this guy is one example of it. And... Again, I've that's helped. Good, that's a good trait. It doesn't cost you anything, Wiz. You're helping people, yeah. But the other thing too is that it's good, yeah. the process of actually helping other people heal is also medicinal for you. Of course it is. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, 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 more, it's more than a contribution. Yeah, right? bring, at the end of the day... It, bring, it brings you back to life when you, when you think you can die. That's what happened to me when I burst the medics and I was in the hospital yeah, two weeks and so I could have died of septicemia and then... There's three guys who had prostate cancer or taken out. Do you know what I mean? And you realise, fuck it. Well, you don't know. And it doesn't matter if you're fucking 30 or 50, right? We're not not here forever. And the older you get, the more you realise that. And it's just... Yeah. how my life has evolved. Hmm. So it's it's the message is get tested regularly. The documentary... Don't Don't be shy. The documentary, Fuck Off Mitchell, The Angry Dad Story... We're going to put a link to that on our social pages and obviously um, anything that can connect people to yours. And that can help people, yeah. You've obviously got a huge following already, but um, you know, we'll do our bit to try and share that. There's a Movember connection yep. to, the, to the documentary. How yep. does that connect? Uh, well, it was done in conjunction with them because at the end of the day, it was about raising money and a beneficiary, right? Yeah. And Movember are, are very, very active in the, in the men's health you know, a mental health space. Yep. And they were just a perfect fit. Yep. Yeah, and it was great. a really, really good partnership. And they were fantastic. It was super, super supportive. Um, and it just, again, it just it, it worked perfectly. And someone had to benefit from it. Yep. And we were just really happy to partner with them because they're global, right? So it's yep. hard to get the year of some of these charities um, who are you. really committed and serious about the cause and want to really work with you rather than just take the you know the proceeds yep. um so we couldn't be happier than that and you know geez it's good partner well yeah. you know it's fucking two years ago now that we started filming all this it's crazy yeah it goes fast it does go fast and so much happened since and it just it just seems to ramp up the further we go down the down the road doesn't yeah, it? yeah and you know why that's through education and acceptance and people actually being prepared to talk about it yep because without that, it would, there's that, that stigma, that layer would still exist. Yep. And we talk about the, the suicide rate of males these days. It would be way worse if all of a sudden that stigma still exists. It's especially, critical especially for blokes. COVID, yes, of course. It, it's just stuck at home, no job, no lost the money. Well, it's gone through the roof as far as that's concerned. You'll never, you won't hear about that, though, will you? No, they kept that quiet. You won't hear domestic about Domestic violence is bad. Well, Mark, mate, thank you for coming into the show and sharing sharing your stories. I think that when people like you talk openly about these things and... and I can help and, other people, yeah. And show the vulnerable <clears throat> side of it. And uh, I just think that it, it just provides, you know, hope and, op- and opportunity for people to hopefully find a way through it. Well, I, I'm more than happy to be here. Wiz a good fella. He's been a classic since the, the day I met him at Vic Park. He talks about taking speckies on me and kicking seven he didn't I kicked seven on him but I just told him I'll, I'll, I'll never tell any prick that but I was talking about Mark my, my favourite subject myself and <laughs> he wants to run away and I, watched, you, I showed me highlights that he can't go home yeah, yeah well I mean your yeah. highlight reel's a little bit longer we've than still got was. it on pause upstairs yeah, it's, been, <laughs> it's been going five months my highlights yeah but you know what Tony look I, I was more than happy to come here I appreciate the opportunity to have a chat and you know 
let's life is about being real right yeah. when you're real you can deal with scenarios and situations and people just need to understand and accept that and yep. there'll always be the haters right there will always be the haters no matter what you're talking about or dealing with you can't please everyone all the time can you, you? Can't. can't and that's why i give zero fucks mate you about know, any of that ble- shit you can only please some of the people some of the time that's, that's right, right. And, and and more people need to sort of use that as the mantra and and as the driver to get themselves through life but been great having a chat, mate. No, been great. Thanks for coming. Fantastic. From Mark Orville, Angry Dad, the documentary, Fuck Off Mitchell, Make The Angry sure Dad it. Story. You can find the link on the T-Wiz podcast, Instagram and Facebook page as soon as we get off from this. And that'll help some and, people. Uh, it's great. Mark, what, what, are your, what are your social pages? Uh, Instagram is... Um, at It's Angry Dad, and then there's the boys got the Facebook page still that... It's Angry Dad, I-T-S, Angry Dad. Yep, 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 yeah. And then there's just a Facebook page that just sort of just churns along. But you know what? It's still servicing people's needs and giving a bit of a laugh, and that's all that matters. Good on you, mate. You turn your we, life we, around, we, we you've got another side, fantastic, and we're going to have a good time in Queensland retiring. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need more of a laugh. Thank you, Angry Dad. Mark Good on you, mate. We love him. Beautiful. It's great to have you on the show. There it is, mate. Another episode. Sam Newman, Angry Dad. What do you think, Wiz? Very good. One of the highlights of the year. One of the There's highlights two. of the year. Fantastic. Yep. Great show. Another great show. Good great in, to be back. Good input. Good message. Definitely a good message. Help people. Definitely a strong men's health theme through the show tonight. Very good. Wiz, next week we have got Shannon Knoll on the show. What about me? It isn't fair. He can't fit in my house because I've done more than Shannon. We are both movie stars, number one record holders. That's no, going to be great because Shannon's great. Shannon's great. We've also got Aaron Shembury, a fantastic singer-songwriter. And guess what? We've got somebody coming back to the show. So it's a music fair next week again? We, yeah, we certainly Simon do. Simon Koskin? No, Hosford. Hoskin? <laughs> His first coming on. He was going to. Where is that fucker? I don't know, but uh, mate, it must be important because he fucking loves you, mate. Fuck, I'm not happy. No, we've got, we got Nat Allison back in the studio for a quick chat next Friday night. So Nat is fantastic. She's going to tell us how her single, We Are The Heroes, how that's been tracking. She's, she's been getting, getting, great singer. She's, she's been getting airplay all over the, over the place. It's been fantastic. Also, next week, we've got the very first Neil Daly report. We have got a Los Angeles correspondent on the show as of next week who will be every month How's will that? be on the show. How's that angry? We are getting big. A Los Angeles correspondent will be on the show. He'll be doing show, going to shows at the Whiskey Go Go on the Sunset Strip, telling us about the greatest gigs in Los Angeles so for the month. Yeah, we've got a little LA reporter. It's going to be shit hot. And so, uh, and someone told me we, we got we got number sixty out of forty thousand podcasts. So yeah. how about three cheers for Warwick? Eh, number doing six. All the work. Number six. Six. Number six. Six. Fuck you, right? Chucking them up. Is, 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 your, is, is that true? I I That's all, folks. Is that is that true? <laughs> That's mate. That's true. We we uh, we did hit number six on the charts, and that was after a week and a half of no no episodes. So uh, some other news, Wiz. Great is, effort. That's what Tony's great editing. That's uh, yeah, that's all the editing. Getting all the superstars in. Yeah, mate. You, you know, you you basically carry us through with a big name, mate. Thanks, mate. I'm yeah. your honesty. Yeah, <laughs> I do mix with the best of them. <laughs> I reckon in a couple of weeks I'm going to get Ron Moss. Ron Moss. I reckon. Is that the days of our lives, guy? No, get it get it right, mate. You did. It's um, Bob beautiful. <laughs> oh fuck, bold and beautiful. Ron said Holy that must plus he's heard you when he cries, the tears run down his back and his ass. But I love that motherfucker. He's good. I gave him a hug and what a chiseled jaw he has got. That fucking snare drum's almost broken its skin. 
couldn't get a word in because the missus. She, <laughs> she, she, she had me, but very, very good. Uh, very fucking, nice. Very bold nice and beautiful. I noticed how fucking nippy he got when I said Days of Our Lives instead of Bold and Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. There's a bit of, there's yeah. a bit of Ron, Ron Moss love going on there. Uh, it was good meeting him. Lisa, what do you, what, what you got to say about that? No, nothing. Uh, so... <laughs> he, he? I called him Ridge instead of Ron. I in said, person? I, I said, let's just go with the theme name. So when you were with him in person, you kept going Rich. Say, hey, Rich. Not Rich, yeah, Ridge. Ridge. Oh, Get it right, mate. Fuck. <laughs> Ridge, Ridge goes, I don't care what you call me, as long as you don't call me late for dinner. I said, leave the jokes to me, Ridge. There's the snare drum. Uh, another change, change in schedule. Fair warning, the Van Halen show with Simon Hosford has been changed to Tuesday the 25th of January on Australia Day Eve. The entire T-Wiz team is going to be there on the night. Are they Dad's going to come if he's here? We'll get your free ticket in the green room. We'll get fucked up. We'll, we'll, get, ang- we'll, get, we'll get Angry there. Dad there as well. The next day being Australia Day, we've all got the day off to recover. If you're here, you might be in Queensland, but... We'll see how we go, eh? Yeah, we'll fly him down. It, uh, no expense spared. Uh, the reason that's been changed is because the stray day is actually Eddie Van Halen's birthday. So they figured they'll be on stage at midnight and they'll bring out the cake and maybe, uh, Warwick, you can you can have a part in the show. But uh, Maybe I can pop out of the cake in the gold shorts <laughs> and go, surprise! That, that would be fucking magnificent. That'd be a great night. Well, we've got, uh, you know, it's been a great show. Sam Newman was incredible. Mark Orville, Angry Dad, absolutely incredible. Warwick Kappa, as always, you were getting so much hang time. Flattery get you everywhere, Tony. It, uh, um, that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working on. You happy with those two guests? I am Caps very happy with that. Marcus was come two years ago, but the show wasn't going then. We will see you next week. We love it. Go on, you mucky and big She's name again, Sam Newman. Fantastic. It was great. <laughs> G'day, Sam. See you next week for lunch. Your yell. I made you a movie star.